Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a... Free Beer Friday, Football Friday, and Fifth Quarter Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Greenville 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. And we want you to be a part of today's program as we will uh, hear from you coming up on today's show. If you have any, well, if you want to talk about anything, you can get it in on Facebook and YouTube. We'll talk fantasy football coming up in hour number two. Our first primer of 2023, just to get the juices flowing a little bit. We'll talk about some of the impact players that have moved teams uh, during the offseason. Also take a look at the rankings and there are drafts going on now, uh, your best ball drafts, which are kind of, we'll explain it all, but a lot of best ball drafts going on now, best ball where you basically draft a team and just sit there and it takes your top performers. You don't change a lineup. You don't change your roster through the season. You, you got who you got. Uh, a lot of those drafts going on. So we can look at some average draft positions and things like that. And we dive into the NFL in hour number two. We've got a lot of hoops and baseball to talk about on today's show as well. As we'll talk about last night's NBA draft. Last night's uh, amazing game in Omaha. And, uh, of course, ECU Athletics along the way. We'll talk to Brian North coming up in a few minutes here in hour number one and uh, check in on everything going on in the world of sports locally and beyond. Baby T, Terquavion Smith, not drafted, but has found a landing spot with the 76ers. So we will discuss uh, that and more with Brian North coming up in hour number one. As I mentioned, Tony Dunn and our resident fantasy expert quote unquote there's no fantasy expert but this guy follows it more than i and the average bear so uh cw sloan knows what he's talking about we'll talk to him coming up in uh about an hour or so as we talk fantasy football morgan aylers will join us on the pirate radio live line as will mark greenheld we'll have all the fallout from the u.s open get a live and u.s uh pga tour update and all that with greeny mark greenhelge in hour number three of today's show so we are packed and ready to go also some awesome giveaways coming up in hour three we've got a case of the king of beers budweiser going your way uh and along with that thanks to the big dog glenn griffin brought in a couple beers superstitious beers are these beers superstitious superstitious beers superstitious bears along with that the big dog glenn griffin brought in a couple of moorhead city marlins hats but the moorhead city marlins played as the motorboaters and uh i am the proud new owner of a motorboaters hat and you will be 
coming up in hour number three we're going to give away this sweet motor boaters lid which people can see right now on facebook and youtube it is uh gray it is a uh, fishnet snapback and it's got the motor boaters baseball logo patch on the front very sweet hat and uh, it can be yours in fact joey said if he had the option like i did yesterday of this bright orange fella that i'm wearing or this a bit laid back uh gray snapback he would have gone with the gray so maybe i made the wrong choice but i made that wrong choice for you out there so you can win this awesome lid coming up in hour number three of today's show you motor boating son of a gun all right we've got chandler honeycutt joining us on a friday mentally drained from doing his duties this week which include producing here at pirate radio he's a co-host he's an analyst he's a guest at times he's a video producer he's passed those reins over to intern joey he is on the sales team and not as he just on the team he is producing stat sheet stuffer getting a few sales in this week Chandler. yeah baby i mean you've been doing it all and filling in for shirley Rhodes and everything that goes on top of that so i'm gonna go ahead and say it chandler you are the employee of the week here at pirate radio congratulations i can't accept that i can't accept that all right fine i'll take it i am the employee of the week you have it man i just look we're a team here at pirate radio uh and i mean if it wasn't for everybody pitching in then we wouldn't be able to be successful like we are and I can't. I just can't take an a, a, a individual award like that. All Everybody right. has chipped in in the absence of Shirley Rose. No doubt. But you do need a team leader, and uh, I will accept that employee of the week. So congratulations. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. We're, we're, but you know what? We are a team here. But I will accept the award. And Chandler, you've got to learn that if anybody's, I'm, I'm humble. Man. If anybody's ever given you anything, whether it be employee of the week, whether it be an Orioles fanny pack, you gotta, you gotta learn to accept those gifts. And I accept tried, that praise. When I was in high school, I tried to not let them give me the uh, the Beta Club uh, certificate. Were you like, I don't, deserve I, don't this. I don't deserve this at all. <laughs> I don't deserve this. <laughs> Chandler is our humble hero uh, here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live intern joey as well joey came in chandler we were doing some uh some stuff around here getting ready for football season some exciting new things maybe coming up and uh that we're fired up for so we're kind of in a a different room and and joey's just in here by himself putting the show together getting it ready i mean he's doing it on his own at this point you know what go ahead and give me that award okay i'm I'm gonna decline the employee of the week i'm gonna pass it back to chandler i'm gonna pass it on to joey wow because joey has stepped up not only has he stepped up to do the video production but he's had to learn it and he's he's done a good job of uh uh listening to my instructions taking them into consideration and and been been able to do the video production all week so joey thank you because two weeks ago we didn't even know who the hell joey was <laughs> joey and now he's running the show what is he some italian white kid j-o-e-y hey joey? it's joey <laughs> no the opposite a j-o-w-i puerto rican gentleman that yes, has walked sir. into our lives and changed them forever uh kaz wanted to point out that chandler not only has done all those things that i mentioned but he did it with a bad headset which is even more impressive you're playing hurt hey look your headset's gonna have to have surgery this offseason 
Yes, I know. I and uh, I'll be back better than ever come football season. Pike is tuned in from a mostly rainy North Myrtle Beach. What's up, Pike? He also Pike. he also said good to see y'all. Take the team approach. Marcus Crandall is rubbing off on y'all. Marcus Crandall, one of the more humble guys uh, you'll meet. Yes, ECU Hall of Famer. Chad has showed up just for the hat. He said, "I'm just for here for the hat. Let's motorboat." Uh, he also said, "Joey is the real MVP. Man has really jumped in with both feet." Appreciate it, Chad. Yeah, uh, we are very impressed with Joey and what he's done. I am not impressed with the people tuned in on YouTube right now, considering we have zero likes. Uh, smash the like, smash the sub. It doesn't cost you anything. What it does cost you is literally one physical motion, and that is to take your mouse, take your cursor, or whatever it is. Maybe you got a touch screen. And touch take, screen. Take your point of your finger. Hit the like. Smash the sub. Do it. Where do y'all want to begin? NBA draft. All right, let's knock that out real quick, and we'll move on to fifth quarter Friday and also talk some baseball. So, NBA draft last night. Man, this is... Um, I don't want to I don't want to put a charge on somebody that I don't know to be true. But that was the, the sham stuff yesterday. Is there shady business going on? Yeah, there's definitely shady business going on. I don't want to come out and say that. I, I don't want to talk about his character or what he's got going on. I think he may not know what's going on, but he is the pawn in the situation that's going on. That could be true. Also, shame on me. I like to think I'm smart. I like to think, and this is um, a negative term now, used wrong by a lot of people, but I like to think I'm woke to certain things. Go woke, go broke. I've been broke my whole adult life. Definitely ain't sleep. I ain't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think I'd... I'm smart enough to realize when the uh, the the fix is in, or when there is a dare I say sham going on, or a scam. Well done, scams. Charia, how do you say his last name? It's like Sham Shariah or something like that. Eh, It's not that, but that's close. (laughs) Um, So Shams yesterday, NBA reporter says Scoot Henderson gaining serious momentum at number two with the Hornets in tonight's draft uh hornets have been torn over the week between henderson and brandon miller i don't know if the gambling lines also had intel that was similar to this or if they just took this tweet and said it was gospel and made the gambling lines what they were but scoot became a major underdog to be picked number two to a major favorite um and then last night brandon miller goes number two to the hornets which was their guy all along according to mitch kupchak and, and others and I saw a tweet that said, it's kind of insane that Shams get paid by FanDuel to do a promo for them in between tweeting out stuff like this that doesn't actually say much but helps helps shifts the odds. Am I having trouble reading today? Uh, it helps shift the odds and get more bets placed. Which whether Shams is doing it on purpose or as Joey said, is a pawn in the scheme, it definitely shifts odds, makes people bet a certain way, and it feels like there is collusion. Collusion. And shame on me for not thinking about this yesterday when uh, when I read this tweet on the air and caused all of you to drive to Virginia 
and place your money on Scoot going number two. Which we'll, we will not have to do soon. Soon we can uh, sit on our fat asses and lose our money on our own couch and gamble here in North Carolina. But, man, I, I don't know what if there's something to that. But, man, it is very fishy to see what all transpired yesterday with the betting lines and the Hornets end up just doing what people thought they were going to do for the last couple months, which is take Brandon Miller. Now, Chandler, I got excited about Scoot. You helped me get excited about Scoot. I'm sorry. They didn't make the pick. I'm sorry I led you that way. Everybody was bummed out. Multiple viewing parties, one at a bar with the Crown Club Crown Club guys, which are in-house. at least partly responsible for bringing back the Hornets' name. Bringing back the buzz. Um, and there was a draft party at the Spectrum Center. A lot of people there, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people to get upset, namely Hugo the Hornet. I, I don't recall a mascot ever being upset at a team's Hugo draft pick. Hugo was very upset. You know it's bad when the mascot puts head in hands and does, he the, literally went. does the head shake. He went. It, it's, I don't know if I've seen that before. Never seen a mascot have his opinion on a draft pick. A lot of booing going on. I'm going to just say this. I'm going to take the antagonistic approach and say so many people hate this pick that I love it. It's going to turn out awesome. Hornets got the second best player in the draft. Brandon Miller is going to be a star. Simple as that. Second behind Wimben Yama? Yes, Chandler. I didn't know if you were excluding him because we all know he's the best. Second best player in the draft. Okay. Well, here's how I take it. Wanted Scoot, was upset last night, forgot that there was the rest of the draft, got so mad I turned the draft off, but glad I did because I turned it over to the LSU-Wake Forest game that I'm sure we'll talk about later on. But um, I was very upset, but hey, woke up this morning, the sun was out briefly, and then it started raining again. But I feel like this is, um, I hate to bring politics up, but when you vote in an election, you vote for the person you want to be in office. Mm -hmm. And that person might not make it into office. If he doesn't, you're going to be upset that he didn't make it, but you've got to support whoever's in the office. you got to just say, you know what? Let's support this person. Let's hope they do good. You've got to do that. It's 2023. With, that doesn't happen oh, anymore. I, I know. I know exactly what you mean. We don't, we I, don't, this is not a good example. We because, don't do that anymore. No, this, that's not a good example because that is out the window in today's world. <laughs> yeah. But let's go back a few uh, several years ago. All right. I hear you. I All right. You. So 20-some years ago. All right. Uh, you would support that person, whether it was not the person you voted for or if it was. Brandon Miller's not the guy I voted for. Brandon Miller's not the guy that I thought was going to take the the Hornets to places that we've never seen before. There's a lot of places in the NBA that we have not seen the Hornets in. Of course, the finals. Of course, a conference finals. <laughs> um, I thought Scoot Henderson was that guy. You have to be realistic now because this is reality. Scoot, Scoot Henderson, Henderson is not our guy. No, he's not. And you got to get on board the with The guy Miller. that we have is brandon miller yep so we have to get behind this guy and support him through and through now i will remember the reaction i had when we drafted him last night i'll remember that i'll remember the tweets that i put out last night saying quote unquote i'm so sick but i also quote tweeted that tweet and said i hope that i can come back in the future yeah and i could look at that tweet 
and say I was a fool. How many times have you been excited for a guy your team drafted and he turned out to be a dud? Yes. So, and there's been times where I didn't like a pick that we that one of my teams drafted and he ended up being at least pretty good and being a, a contributor to the team. But I mean, look, I'm I'm excited that we have at least one of arguably the best player in this draft besides Victor Wimbenyama. Not the guy I wanted, but he's a Hornet. But the and guy I, you got. But it's the guy we got, and we have to support him. We have to support this franchise. And um, why, and I know you'll set this up, but Mitch will tell us later on why they took him. Jamie said, that's a very long analogy. Cass said, Chandler lost me. So, Chandler, well done. Succinct and to the point. As always. You get right to it. No just, dancing, I, no beating around the bush. Just get right to it. Well, look, I'm, I'm still upset about the pick. <laughs> and I, there was a few times I almost got upset, so I tried to steer myself away from it. But I've moved on. We got the, the second best player in the draft. All right. I'm moving <clears> on <throat> to Brandon Miller's the guy. It's Miller time. All right. There you go. Chandler Honeycutt, NBA draft recap. You want to go ahead and get to Mitch? Yeah. Hey, um, this will make you feel better. This will make you feel better because Chandler wanted Scoot, ended up with Brandon Miller, but the GM of the team, you got, you said you got to, you got to trust your team. You got to support the the president. You got to support the pick. Well, let's hear from GM Mitch Kupchak, who did his research, talked to the guys, saw the workouts. He knows way more about this than we do. He explained why Brandon Miller is the guy. Well, everything that we, you know, every answer they got, we got to every every question. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, he he is a freshman, right? So, you know, he's a little bit, you know, I would say younger than. Um, excuse me, I wouldn't say younger. Nah, I bet not even go go in that direction actually. I'll just back off. Wait. Wait a minute. Hold on. Mitch, slow down, buddy. Hey, it's it's okay, Mitch. It's okay. Don't freak out. He started to freak out. He started to freak out. He freaked out. He said, you know what? Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not talk about why I chose Brandon Miller in this draft. I'm just going to back off. He did the damn Homer Simpson back into the bush meme. He's like, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to pretend I'm not here, and I'm going to pretend you didn't ask me that question, and we're just going to move on. Here's the thing, though. It was a simple question. It was. Tell it us was what, a simple what's question. good about this guy when it comes to playing yeah. basketball. It was a simple question. They asked him, why is this the guy? Because you just told us this has been the guy all along. So why is he the guy, Mitch? Let's say it. Let's hear it again. I gotta hear this again. It's a little tough audio, but uh, yeah. I gotta hear this Perk again because up. it's a simple question, and this is the answer from uh, Mitch Kupchak. Kupchak. Well, everything that we, you know, every answer they got, we got to every every question. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, he he is a freshman, right? So, you know, he's a little bit, you know, I would say younger than. Um, excuse me, I wouldn't say younger. Nah, I bet I didn't even go, go in that direction, oh. actually. Yeah. 
I, 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 I just better just quit talking because I sound like a complete idiot right now. Next time I ask you guys a question and you either don't know the answer or just simply don't want to talk about it, just say, I'll just back off. I'm just going to back off. Can you ask me how my day is? Chandler. How, how's my day been? It's Friday. Great day. How's your day been going, my friend? Well, we've had days this week and um, I we finally got to Friday and I woke up and I was having a good day and then well, I, I, you know what? I, let's just not go there. Um, next question, please. He he slowly what was he back talking about into the bushes? It's as if he was about to say something he shouldn't have said. What shouldn't he have not said in a question asked? Was Brandon Miller what? a freshman at Alabama? Yeah, I believe so. He was because he's he's like nineteen years old. So that was accurate. Yeah, he, he's a freshman. Yes. But he's trying to say, I guess, in a sense, oh, he's younger than Scoop. But I Scoop think that's where he was going. He's a G Leaguer, a G League Ignite, so he's about as young as he gets as well. So. He didn't even want to go there. But, like, he so started he talking about off. the age. He's He started off with something about questions. Like, he. Uh, he so answered every question. He, he answered every question. It's just very bizarre that this was the guy that you just said was the guy all along in this draft process. And when asked the simple question of why was he the guy, he basically fumbled the question, the answer. He couldn't even answer that. Thank you, Mitch. Great explanation. I tell you what, that did not make people like Chandler feel better about the pick. At no. all. Not at all. And, and, and maybe, look, maybe not more about the pick, but by gosh, Mitch Kupchak? I was already questionable about that guy. Yeah. But not being able to answer the simple question of why is Brandon Miller the guy you picked last night and that's the answer? You're ready to get every Tar Heel the H out of Charlotte. All right, we got to get every single Tar Heel out. Yeah. Quick. Wow. Not a good showing from Mitch Kupchak. All right, let's go back to Chandler's analogy. We have more comments on that. Eric said, Chandler over here making me doze off behind the wheel. Jeez, Chandler, you're live on radio. You can't be spinning a yarn like that. Who said that? Eric. Eric, really? (laughs) Uh, Chad said, Clip, did you miss the memo? It's Pirate Polo Friday. I'm not a sheep like these guys. These guys are (laughs) company men. I'm an intern. I got to do this uh yeah these guys are wearing their ecu stuff i I, look i'm i'm my own person i'm my own man now if i would have known these guys were rocking these sweet pirate polos i would have worn one myself but i guess i'm not in the group chat y'all got me muted out of the group chat what are y'all saying in there about me don't say anything y'all talking about me don't you dare say anything (laughs) don't you dare say anything wait are y'all backing off on this conversation i'm gonna gonna, (laughs) joey do not consideration think i'm gonna have to back off <laughs> no comment right no comment no comment all right fair enough uh chad said could you guys read the transcript of that interview hard to understand mitch even if we read it it would be hard to i understand don't understand it. it and i've heard it 20 times since this morning jamie said chandler must have a date tonight he's very hyped up you got a date big boy i don't i wish i did but i don't <laughs> You know you can buy like Paul Pierce <laughs> no, bought a girl for the I day. I don't have the money though. All right, all right. I'm saving up. Camille. <laughs> this is my girl Camille. You know you can buy a girlfriend for a day. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and Kevin Garnett's like, we are live on a live stream. Austin said, Ahoy, dirty clip and the boys. <laughs> you know, I wish 
and I'm fine. I'll be Dirty Clip. But dirty I think, Clip? I think Clip and the Dirty Boys would be better. Oh, no. But if it's Dirty Clip and the Boys, that's fine. What's up, boys? Why am I dirty and y'all aren't dirty? I don't know. Christina Aguilera was dirty. Yeah. Yes, she was. Hey, by the way, a while ago when I was whispering to Joey, I felt like, I don't know if people have been following this. I hope not because it's just ridiculous. But this baby Gronk, I felt like baby Gronk's dad, like, telling him what to say. <laughs> like, hey, tell him, uh, you know, hey, hey, you know, tell him that we're not talking to him. Tell him that we're not putting him in the group chat. He's not in the group chat. <laughs> uh, could Joey be... <laughs> Oh, here we go. Can he be like baby Tony Gonzalez instead? I mean, he's a tight end. and Baby Gonzo? Yeah, I like that. Baby Gonzalez. <laughs> baby Gonzalez? <laughs> Bambino! The great Bambino. All right, what a segment. Uh, we did not get to fifth quarter Friday at all. <laughs> and we're out of time. Man, do we, not have, we got time in the show somewhere, do we? Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, because we got some good ones up here. But that was a good open. Uh, we had a lot to discuss. Got, you know, and it might have been my mistake because I did want to get NBA out of the way. Well, you it, talked for 12 minutes straight at one point. But that's the mistake I'm trying to get to is that it got me riled up again. And I shouldn't. We shouldn't have done that. We can just say uh, LSU, Wake Forest, Tommy White, Walkoff. That's cool. All right, there's your College World Series recap from last night. Uh, it will be an all-SEC final. Florida. How exciting. Gators. Joey has been on the Gators since the beginning of it. He told us nobody listened. Nobody believed hey. in him. Hey, Joey. God, dude. <laughs> Joey, who listens to you? Nobody. Chad said, Clip, did you just say you farted? No. Chad, who what are you, are you talking to? about, man? Chad, you're done for this hour. Come back at 4 o'clock. Chad. You're banned for the rest of the hour. You're out. Is that Chad Moore? Yeah. Right, uh, more like Chad Less because he's out of here. <laughs> I think he should be banned from winning the hat. Uh, oh, Chad. I'm going to let you return hour four. You are on the thinnest of thin ice, and you are not a small man. And I'm with you, but like you step on some thin ice, you're going through it, buddy. I wouldn't even try to step on the floor. No, you stay on the grass. You mess up an hour or two, this hat has no shot at being on your big head. Sorry we got to be this way, but sometimes you got to be stern, you know? And I ain't talking about Howard. All right, let's take a break. How about a little Jolene? Joey. Joey. We'll be back with you with Brian North when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a free beer, football, and fifth quarter Friday. Back with you after this. Boy, this really gets me fired up. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself 
when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Not a lot of negativity there in segment one. Chandler is really upset about Mitch Kupchak's press conference last night. It's a joke. And his comments about Brandon Miller. So we talked about that. Chad Moore got banned for the next 30 minutes of the show. He said he'll be back at four and will be better behaved. Uh, but Todd, our guy, Todd, 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 Todd Garris said on a positive note, lunch at Tiebreakers was awesome today. Attaboy, Todd. That's a good way to get your weekend started. A great lunch at TB's. Tell us what you got, Todd, when you get a chance. What'd you get, Todd? Let us know what you got, Todd. Um, all right. Eric, I'll read your comment later. We're going to class it up with Brian North, who joins us now on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talk about what's going on in the world of sports. North, how you doing today? Uh, I'm good. First time I've been used with the word class. Usually you take those first two letters off that word. Well, Normally we're associated. It's all about who you surround yourself with, Brian. In a lot of circles, you would be the most immature, classless guy, but hanging out with this bunch, you're the mature one um so last week you were uh going through the crud you don't sound great how are you feeling right now i have uh i, I have not improved to 100 percent yet we're yeah. getting there this has been a slow process yeah all right well we appreciate you fighting through it today with us here on pirate radio live um we mentioned it did we mention it no we talked about it a lot off the air uh baby t Traquavion smith farmville central you know, you look back when he was at Farmville Central. They do mock drafts now, like five years in advance. And he's a he's a lottery guy when he's a senior at Farmville. He's you know a lottery top twenty guy as a freshman at NC State. And I feel like I've seen him in mock drafts. I think I saw him late first round in the last one I looked at, which was maybe a month ago. Uh, but he goes undrafted, yeah. um, and but does find a spot with the seventy sixers. So he's going to get a chance. Uh, but what did you think about him going undrafted last night? Did you see that in the cards? No, no, not at all. I, I'm not big on the mock draft stuff, but the last projections I had still said could sneak into first round and um, definitely second rounder. So, and look, I, I know those things are always what you want them to be and what you want to hear, but but I really thought he would at least be uh, a mid-second rounder. Um, but something they didn't like, whether it's size, whether it's, I, I don't know. Uh, but something they didn't like, but um, that's still okay because he's, he's able to find the team he wants, and he finds Philadelphia, uh, gets the two-way contract, which is probably pretty good, better chance of making the team that way. So um, don't hate it. We'll find out a lot more. He'll uh, most definitely be playing in the summer league. Um, they start, what, July 5th in Salt Lake City. They'll also be playing in Vegas. So uh, we'll find out a little bit more about how his game translates. Yeah, and uh, obviously hope he makes it. Want to see him at the uh, at the next level. One thing about the draft last night, Brian, I saw a, uh, a Rich Eisen tweet who covers uh, football, of course, but he um, had a, a basketball tweet last night and had the first, let's see, first seven picks, I want to say, of the NBA draft. Uh, you had two guys from France, two guys from whatever overtime elite is, one guy from the G League, 
and then two players from the southeastern conference uh, that played college basketball that kind of tells you where the draft is today where some of the talent is uh before guys go to the nba draft and i just thought about this during the break i want to go back 30 years to 1993 and part of this is me being old but i think part of it is uh, i recognized all these guys that were drafted and i'm looking at it right now okay there are a couple that i didn't know where they went to college but here's like the the lottery of 1993 brian do you remember watching chris weber play in college Oh, yeah. Still, try, still trying to get that time out, yeah. Fab Five. Do you remember uh, Sean Bradley and where he went to school? Good Lord. BYU, Sean Bradley. Still wishing he didn't ride that bicycle, yeah. How about Penny Hardaway? See him play? Anthony, yes. Memphis, yes. Anthony. Sorry, Brian, let me correct you. Memphis State. They were a yes. state. People forget they seceded from the Union uh, since then. Uh, how about the Monster Mash, Jamal Mashburn? Jamal Mashburn, Kentucky's finest, yeah. Now, now this guy, I probably didn't see play a lot in college, but I remember him slam dunk contest and other things. Isaiah Ryder. Isaiah Ryder, uh, UNLV? Boom, nailed it. Uh, obviously, Cal Chaney, he was on TV a lot those days, Calbert Chaney. Mm-hmm. Yep, Indiana. Bobby Hurley. Um, no, don't remember. That. <laughs> don't remember him? <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell? Yeah, doesn't ring a bell. Oh, Bobby Hurley. Uh, now, Vin Baker, I'm going to say you don't know where he went to school. Remember him as an NBA player, but not as a college guy. Hartford. Man, Brian, you're on fire today. Uh, how about the great, and I believe, unfortunately, the late great, Rodney Rogers? Rodney Rogers, yeah. Gosh, Wake Forest guy. Oh, one of the most talented that there was. Uh, yeah. Triangle guy, right? He's, he's from Triangle, I believe, too. So. Lindsey Hunter, I remember him with the Pistons. Did not know he went to – well, I'll let you get – I mean, do you know Lindsey Hunter, Brian, if you do? Um, yeah, Lindsey Hunter went to Jacksonville. Jackson State. I mean, yeah. you're <laughs> Very good. Allen Houston, of course, Tennessee. You remember, uh, I guess the Tar Heels probably captain on their championship team, George Lynch. Yeah, George Lynch. Wow. All right, and one more for you, Brian. What biggie school did Terry DeHare go to? Oh, boy. Terry DeHare. Oh, I know you remember the name. Oh, that's going to be the one that gets me, Terry DeHare. He was a pirate at Seton Hall. Seton Hall, yeah. My point is, and I could keep going through the first round, Doug Edwards, he was really good at Florida State. Remember him? Rex Walters at Kansas. Like we knew the entire draft. 2023, I watched some Scoot Henderson YouTubes to get to know him. Uh, the Thompson Twins, they played for – they played in – I still don't know what Overtime Elite is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Joey. Young Joey. We got an intern, Brian, to help out us old folks. What is Overtime Elite? So, it's a basically a professional basketball league based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they just recruit like some of the top – high school prospects they pay them they stay on like a campus essentially okay they get professional training they get you know they're still getting their ged i believe or diploma whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but they have some of the best talent in like the uh travel ball circuit you know so those two twins they've been playing in there for the last two years Uh, all right yeah good answer now they're back to back appreciate that why does that sound like a horrible investment for your money to invest in young people like that or to play basketball and hope you get the return on that investment 
Yeah, I'm interested to see. So how new is this, Joey? Do you know? They're going to go on to their third year. I mean, okay. it's relatively new, but they have a lot of financial backing. And they uh, what helps a lot is, like, the young celebrity, celebrity media. So they're really tapped into, like, the YouTubers, the streamers and stuff. And that's what really gives them lots of, I guess, money, funding, and eyes on the, on the league. All right, good stuff. Now, I do know Anthony Black. He was one of my favorite players for Arkansas in college basketball this year, mostly because of his hair, but I do like his game as well. And then you had a couple of AAC picks, uh, Walker from Houston and Hendricks from UCF in the top 10. So, uh, But point being, Brian, the draft, uh, the, I guess the older you get, the more you're away from it, the more – I mean, when I was that age, all I had to do was watch college basketball, and that was my life, and now I have responsibilities and things like that. But even even saying that, I still watch college basketball. I talk about it here on the show. We talk about it with you, Brian, on Fridays. Um, if, if the draft was like it was 30 years ago, we would still know – 75 percent of the first round but it is international now you've got the the g league guys going you got overtime elite we're figuring out what that is so it's just completely different today well first of all average age right uh, average age with the guys you're talking about 21 probably uh, now we're talking average age 19 or 20 yeah and uh, exposure of where they go right familiarity is what helps and we used to have the the best teams in college basketball were on tv you had Sports Illustrated covering them. You had all these different things. Yeah. So much harder to keep track of these guys. and They're just not in your mainstream conscious, and they're not on your TV. They're not in your major magazine. It's just harder to know who they are now because of how far and out they matter. Part of it, too, you used to only get a few games. You get, like, your Raycom ACC game. Uh, used to love Big Monday with the Big East and, uh, I guess, Big 8 back then, Big 12 now. Uh, so you'd get to see kind of some games of the week. Now you have almost too many options. You're spread out. Heck, back then we couldn't watch ECU basketball. So right. uh, there were times where I'd be listening to ECU on the radio or just not paying attention at all and watching another game. And now uh, you got so many options that you don't get to know maybe all these guys because you're not paying attention to, to I don't know, to the uh, the same teams you were back in the day, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, the AAU and the specialty of schools, and they're, just, they're identified in different ways now. Um, the, the web is different. You know, I don't I don't go follow the mock traps. I don't watch the YouTube stuff. So uh, it's, it's just different how you consume a lot of that information now. It's just not as easy for uh, some of us sports heads to consume like it, it used to be back in the day. Brian North joining us. North, let's switch gears, talk a little baseball. Wake Forest was in the driver's seat. Even so, in one way, it was a comfortable driver's seat because they just looked invincible, couldn't lose. On the other hand, you're playing a really good team in LSU. And uh, the Tigers were able to get them on Wednesday. And then just three hits last night for Wake Forest. They could not scratch across a run. Their pitching did the job. Uh, but it finally, in the 11th inning, how about, uh, of all people, Tommy White hits the home run for LSU to send them to the championship, all SEC final against Florida. What a year for Wake. What a run for Wake. And uh, they lose back-to-back days, and it's all over. Yeah, uh, look, man, so talented, so incredible to watch. And sometimes you have to appreciate the teams that don't win at all. And I think Wake Forest is that team this year. And we really got to know them uh, more these last couple of weeks. And, look, they ran into it. The Eastern North Carolina connections are always crazy, right? 
Tommy White, former NC State guy, is the guy that finishes him off. But the guy on the mound, the All-American who everybody's fallen in love with, was an Air Force guy who used to pitch at Granger Stadium for the <laughs> Navy every spring. Yeah, People at Granger Stadium got to know him really well and uh, had seen him play before. And so, In fact, he was supposed to be, fun fact, he was supposed to be in Connor Bright's wedding this weekend. Connor Bright was a Parrot Academy star who played for the Air Force, and his dad was the head football coach at Parrot Academy. And so uh, that dude was supposed to be in his wedding this weekend until they decided to go and play in the College World Series final. Brian North has the ability to make anything I bring up local, and uh, that is uh, that's a special. That, that's a, I had no idea about any of that stuff, Brian. So that's fantastic. Uh, was supposed to be in a, a wedding with a uh, local kid and uh, instead pitching his team to the championship. And coaches are always recruiting, no matter what they're doing, Brian, they're recruiting, whether it's Eric Musselman at the NBA draft last night, getting himself on TV with all those Arkansas players going. And he's like, hey, uh, you kids out there seeing this, uh, you see where these kids are from? Um, Or if you're LSU's coach last night who said after the game, Quote, if you're one of the best players in the transfer portal, we're the place to play. Jay Johnson, LSU head coach, he is saying, uh, come to Baton Rouge. You just go in that portal. If you're good enough, we'll get you out. And uh, just a new way of recruiting in 2023. And uh, while he's a couple wins away from winning the championship, he's uh, already building for next year and the years to come, it looks like. Wasn't Wasn't it just one year ago we thought Cliff Godwin was going to LSU to take that job? It was out there. It was a possibility. I mean, he was he was he was a finalist for that job. Right now, yeah. here we are a year later, and this guy uh, gets a couple transfers, including the NC State guy and the guy from Air Force, and all of a sudden, uh, he's playing for a national championship. Yeah, he was at the podium with Paul Skeens, uh, Thatcher Hurd, and uh, the aforementioned Tommy White, all transfers. Uh, for LSU and uh, all of them going to the championship to take on Florida, which begins on Saturday. So uh, they'll have a day off today in Omaha. Be back at it on Saturday for game one. That'll be Saturday night, I believe. Yes, 7 o'clock on ESPN. North, uh, we'll get ready to wrap it up with you. We had Alex Flynn on the show yesterday. First chance I had an opportunity to talk to Alex Flynn. And great kid and Boy, very refreshing to hear him talk, Brian, when I asked him about the transfer portal. Kind of an uncomfortable conversation to have, but a realistic one. And he said that, you know, he felt like he owed something to East Carolina and the fans and the school for, you know, his degree, uh, for the support, all that. He said the bonds he's formed with his teammates, and it was really cool. We had three or four guys on the defensive side of the ball, Emmanuel Hickman, Chad Stevens, and others chiming in on YouTube, supporting him while he's on the show yesterday. So he said those bonds were important to him. And I think the most mature thing he said that a lot of guys don't think about brian that we've talked about he said it's not a guarantee you end up a at a better spot but b at any spot at all he said you could go in there stay in there never come out of that portal so uh he had a a very mature head on his shoulders and uh it was it was good to hear that from him yesterday we've been saying that all along right yeah uh, how many guys go in and never come out so great to hear now i believe now you're gonna have to flesh this out now but I believe Alex Flynn is a, is a TV 12 fan. I believe uh, his uncle is uh, Frank Fraboni, who is a News Channel 12 anchor. Okay. So there's some sort of connection there to Frank Fraboni. So uh, I hope Alex is as loyal to, to WCTI News Channel 12 as he is to the Pirates. Well, 
So that's another reason you don't want to move on, Brian. You'll be out of the local market and won't be able to watch CTI 12 anymore. So, so I like him more and more. But no, the more you hear about him behind the scenes from the players, he definitely is a guy who has won over that locker room uh, with his teammates the last couple of years. So always love to hear those stories of, of guys who don't have to sit there and tout themselves through social media, uh, but you're finding out more and more how much uh, they went over their, their teammates with work ethic and leadership. And I guess if you're looking for a positive to, you know, a quarterback coming in that's not Holton Aylers and you, you got to replace a guy that put up all those numbers, had all those starts, you're going to have a new QB. Flynn even brought it. He's been here a long time, Brian. He said, you know, Mason Garcia has been here one year less than him. He's been around here a long time as well. You do have guys that have entrenched themselves in this program. One of them is going to win the starting job, and I and a lot of people wouldn't be shocked if we see both of them, uh, both of them, at some point in 2023. Yep, that's what I'm hearing. I, everybody thought it was Mason's job, but yeah, we start hearing all the good things, and we're seeing the results too. I mean, it's. You look at the scrimmage numbers, and, and if you go watch them a little bit, now Alex Flynn has really grown into that position, and I think certainly he'll get some looks. Brian, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, you were the first person I saw that had this, Tory Now, and I remember uh, being impressed with him first time I met him at uh, the Parker's Barbecue event, which is coming up soon, Brian, that I'm really excited about. The uh, What is it, the big Carolina um, yeah. conference and uh, the media days there. But I uh, had a chance to talk to him there. I know you've talked to him quite a bit. Uh, but he is leaving New Bern, and he turned a previous powerhouse that was struggling back into a power. And now I'm interested to see what happens with the Bears with him leaving. Can they keep up kind of what he had started to build there? It'll be interesting. Yeah, well, you know, he started at Pamlico. He took Pamlico to a 1A state championship game, then moved across the river to New Bern and rebuilt them in four years. And now he goes to Hillside, and we'll see what New Bern does. You know, there's been some turmoil there, and um, so we're going to find out. They have one month to get a new head coach in there, so that's going to be interesting to see what direction they go with that. And, and New Bern's going to have a step down in talent this year, but I'm curious to see where the direction of the whole football program goes now that Tory is left. Ready to uh, talk some football and talk about the Blitz uh, coming up this fall here on Pirate Radio and Brian North will be uh, another year of the Blitz on the way, Brian, uh, on WCTI 12. Yeah, it's uh, looking like that, I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah, I, I sense that enthusiasm. Uh, Still waiting for that extra month to be put in the summer so we can relax. I hear you. Yeah, Brian, uh, enjoyed it, man. I hope you you feel better, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North, WCTI 12, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll take a break, come back, get ready to wrap up hour number one. We're talking fantasy football and more in hour two. Might have time then to get in our fifth quarter Friday segment. We got calls from... ECU's win over NC State and Scotty Montgomery's first year. We've got calls, an angry call from Kyle LaGrange. And just overall bad calls from Travis, Scooby, and Nick. Got all that planned Scooby for Scooby-Doo? Uh, another Scooby. Scooby and Formble. Got all that coming up. And more. And we got this sweet motorboaters hat. Eric says, oh boy. Eric says, my wife hates boats, but I absolutely love them. A sweaty adventure on a motorboat is my kind of recreational activity. Thank you for that, Eric. Thank you for all your contributions to this program. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after this. (laughs) 
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating crafts, br- craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy $1 oysters Tuesday, th- Tuesday through th- Thursday from 5, 5.30 to 7. Oh, for my more, God. For more details, check out DapHouseNC.com. Uh, do that again. We gotta, let's get it out one more time. We don't have time for Yes, that. we do. That's all we have time for. All right. The Dickinson Avenue. <laughs> That's true. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating crappers on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy $1 oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Great job, Wes. Oh, man. I yeah, hey, can up. you do a better job of turning the mics on? <laughs> Great job, Wes. Hey, can you do, hey, do that again, Tony. Do that again, please. Right. Great job, Wes. Chandler, I want to give credit to you for fighting back. Well done, sir. Fighting back and getting on me. That's hey, hey, look, I can't hear you, myself. If you tell can me you to run it back, up? we got to tell you. Run it back. You want your headphones up? You can do that in there. Uh, they're up all the way. Hello? <laughs> yep. Up all the way. Tony I don't Dunn. get to hear my sexy voice, I guess. But the people out there can. Um, Eric says Chandler went from MVP to flub master. Back to enforcer. <laughs> uh, up and down. John Monroe said that was bumpier than Arlington. <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> the uh, The YouTubers bringing it here on a Friday. Brian Skipper's in. Hey. Not a fan of the transfer portal. Skip can contribute too. Hey, Jamie, what's up? Hey, Chandler. Those are Robert Skipper's comments. So Looky far. here. What's up, Skip? Hope you're doing well. Uh, we've got Tony Dunn joining us. How you doing, Tone? Um, I feel massively unprepared. Between two men with computers, CW <laughs> shows up. I just come in here. I'm like, man, I'll well, figure out what I'm going to say. You are a big chat gpt is that what it's called yeah yeah so you have just kind of incorporated a chip into yourself oh yeah you are a human computer at this point. i am i am i'm good at uh winging it so cw sloan is here for folks that have listened to the sports bar this show in the past during the summer you know that cw is a um a teacher but during the summer he puts on his fantasy football cape and puts on a clinic and does um over 100 drafts have you ever won our league? No. No, I've never won your league. <laughs> I have. CW, turn that mic straight up. Okay. Because you're talking to the side of I was about yeah, to. Go there you go. And this guy. I was about to say, yeah, the cape sometimes falls off when it comes to CW our hates our league because there's a lot of rules. It's keepers. He doesn't like it. He's a best ball guy. He's a redraft guy. Um, but CW, just, um, we'll do an intro here and we'll dive into the fantasy in just a moment. Yep. Uh, but for folks tuning in, wondering why is this Caucasian guy on the screen in my speakers? Tell us about yourself. Well, uh, I've been in Greenville here for the last 24 years. I am a, a teacher at Hope Middle 
and graduated from NC State. I uh, love my sports. I uh, love to travel. And I love fantasy football, man. I like it. I mean, it's kind of like a uh, like you... Tinder profile. Oh, yeah. I know. I feel like I want to ask him out. You never asked me <laughs> to describe yourself. You just normally Long talk about... Long walks on the beach? Football, uh, yeah. Um, you what are you doing after this? <laughs> <laughs> you hear Chandler and I talk about the uh, fun NFL draft party we go to. That's at CW's crib. And uh, yeah. it's a cool event every year. And I always say this about CW. He is a Bugs fan, but he protects the shield. I mean, look at his shirt. It's right here. Yep. What kind of jabroni walks around with an NFL <laughs> shirt on? Like, he likes Roger Goodell more than his own Bucks coach. It's like him, Roger Goodell, and Jerry Richardson are like, <laughs> is, who's the who's your like uh, godfather of your child? Jerry Richardson or Roger Goodell? Uh, well, it was Pete Rozelle. No, Boo! No, actually, I'll be hobnobbing with all those guys in August. I've got my uh, Hall of Fame gold jacket tickets and going to the game, even though the game's really not that going to be that Jets, exciting. Browns. Jets, Browns, yeah. I think a lot of the Browns fans will, will be crazy out there, and that's really what I care about, really, the tailgating. They've really done a lot of, of uh, work at the Hall of Fame, and they've done, they're still actually ongoing with all the different things they're making there, but uh, it, it'll be fun. It's like having a Lee representative here when CW's in the house. <laughs> Big ta- Paul Tagliabue guy. John says, why is this state demon here? Uh, because we're not going to talk about state. We're going to talk about fantasy football. I don't think we've ever talked about state. No, no, yeah, that's not why he's here. Yeah. All right, so there's the setup. You got anything, Tony? No. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Tony, what we'll do today, we'll dive into Panthers talk. Joey, right before the show went on, had a Panthers take we'll talk about that but i have an nfc south take you guys are fans of the nfc south i do have a question for you guys to think about after do you want to ask right. it now yeah all so right think about it joey too is is we saw the hornets draft uh the miller kid last night and everybody go nuts even the mascot yeah hugo um when was the draft pick? have you ever felt that way of a football draft pick before a draft pick by your team you did not like yeah where you hung they your head at the shame. time you hated. Okay, that one's pretty bad though. Like I've never seen a fan base. I've never yeah. seen a mascot. I know. He, he probably doesn't have a job. Yeah, right. Um, I would love to know what Hugo's the guy inside of Hugo's contract looks like. And if He'd they probably say he's better, at, I'm better at my job than Mitch Kupchak is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take We'll uh, talk about that and a lot more, and we'll dive in, Tony, to new faces at new places that are fantasy relevant. That cool. will help us out. And also look at, I guess, power rankings, but also do we have enough drafts to have an ADP average draft position at this point, CW? 100%. All right. Draft started. Right. They've been ago. drafted since two years ago, dude. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that as well. A NFL hour on the way when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? 
Keep it local, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a Friday, Tony holding a motorboater's hat that will be given away coming up later on in today's show. Tony posed a question as we were going into the break. Draft picks you didn't like at the time. And Jack Dover, our guy, said, Will Greer was a waste of a pick. I feel like that was kind of the consensus at the time Yeah, with Panthers fans. I think it's hard, though, to get that upset over, like, a third round to where it's, like, hang your head in shame. Yeah, I mean, there's some disappointment there. I agree. I think his comment, though, is true. Waste of a pick. Yeah. Like, you didn't need it at the time, did you? I mean, maybe you could say that about Matt Corral now, too. Yeah. He's my guy. But Oh, he's going to be great for the Commanders. No, <laughs> one day. One sweet he's day. He's got a size 15 he wears a size 15 shoe dude you know what's funny so douche daily said man that's the biggest nice nike swoosh i ever seen (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna uh i'm gonna have to go through and look back i didn't like the commanders getting jahan dodson in the first round in 2022 oh and now i feel like we needed more than that and we have had so many first round receiver busts but he was good and is good and i'm glad we got him now um we'll go around the horn on these and i'll look for more myself cw any bucks that uh come to mind for you yeah in the last couple years uh, i i've never been a fan of getting a tight end in the first round unless you i mean i I just haven't seen enough for me to go you know what is worth the talent and oj howard was just not somebody i was in love with at the time now granted we can all sit back and say hindsight 2020 uh, but I was never really a fond of getting a tight end in the first round. That, that wasn't me. This guy. <laughs> this guy. What about he didn't him? bring up the kicker. I know. We're not going to talk about Roberto. <laughs> I, thought you, I, I thought it was first round. It is. It is. I was just. What was funny. he? Second rounder. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but he wasn't first. Are you still standing by that pick? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> That I will, I will say, we can't ever let it go. I, know, I don't know. I know. There's been like I see. It's like every tenth time I see CW, I, I, I gotta bring this up. There are some atrocities <laughs> that are equally have been equally as bad in the last couple of years that that uh, other teams could look at and say they they fail miserably in that. So. I have a uh, here's one that I thought was really stupid at the time. Kirk Cousins in the 2012 draft because the same year of the same. Uh, it was 100 exact picks after they drafted Robert right. Griffin the third. Right kind of worked out for him i guess i know in a way so uh but that comes to mind for me any uh how about joey and chandler who, who did the panthers take and that night you were like oh man didn't want him wanted another guy mine would probably be i guess vernon butler because one i really didn't know who he was we were picking 30th in that draft because we were coming off that super bowl run mm-hmm. but we already had starla tutele we already had kk short i mean i feel like our defensive line was already kind of intact and in what we wanted there at the defensive uh defensive line part so um vernon butler and then he ended up not being that much of a contributor to this defense and ended up going to buffalo so as i'm looking at this i'm realizing that the picks i didn't like for washington turned, have out, all to turned out to be good because getting a guard fifth overall cw is mm-hmm. not very sexy no, no brandon sheriff was a great pick for washington and now he's uh, with jacksonville 
uh but at the time i'm like man you cannot get more boring than a guard at number five right and every pick i've been excited about have stunk so that's why this brandon miller pick is going to work out for the hornets let me just throw out a name and joey will get to you in a minute but you i, I don't think you guys were over the top when you drafted a guy named luke keekley oh like, nobody no. thought he would be what he is you no, can, no, I don't not. think anybody hated the pick, though, Yeah, too. Well, there oh, were people that thought, I mean, like at that time you had Thomas Davis and John Beeson. John Beeson wasn't, I think he may have starting to get hurt at that point. But, yeah, people were sitting there going, uh, I remember my best friend Joey Riolano said he wanted Maurice Claiborne mm-hmm. so bad. And I think he I went to him. No, a oh, different. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, I think he went two picks ahead of us, and then he had. And then I just remember saying, "Thank goodness, man! He got a four on the Wonderlick." Are you a big Wonderlick guy? No, but I mean, at some point, the score—if it's so low—you got questions. All right, got another questions. one too. And I actually like this guy now. But the night of the draft, I had my mind set on Isaiah Simmons. Oh, yeah. And we took Derrick Brown, and yeah. I was not happy about that. Thank right. goodness. Isaiah Simmons ended up going next. Which to I the think Cardinals. he's been pretty good, too, right? Who? Yeah. Simmons. He, he's been, no. Simmons, he's been well, Simmons was off lately. to a slower garbage. start. Hurt, like he gets hurt every now and okay. then. Arizona just They can't trash, figure him man. out. He's very similar. It's like these multi tool players, Shaq Thompson, uh, Jeremy Chin, is that their flexibility often. You don't know how to use it. You'd almost rather have a specialized guy at yeah. a position than a guy that can do a little bit of everything. Right. Uh, Joey, anybody come to mind for you? For me, and this is more recent, and I feel like it won't it won't make too many people happy. I've always been on, even when he was in high school, I've been big on Justin Fields. And when he was in the draft and I felt like we had an opportunity to take him, I really wanted him. And we ended up taking J.C. Horn. Same. And J.C. Horn so is upset. in a boot once again in another <laughs> foot. So, I mean, let's see what happens with Bryce Young. Hopefully now I don't have to dwell on this anymore. But, I mean, just my luck. I wanted a quarterback, and now not only do I – can i not have that quarterback he's got my receiver so hmm. mine uh, goes back to the very first draft party we ever had and that was the 2014 season and uh i part of it was me just having my heart set on other players like yeah. joey is saying it's like we drafted kelvin benjamin and i wanted bradley roby uh as a corner i wanted alan robinson now in retrospect i want Devonte adams yeah, you yeah, know yeah. is but i hated the idea of kelvin benjamin and i did that whole we could have gotten him in the second round but we had you know that whole thing yeah. and that's when i learned a lot of lessons about the draft and probably now uh strangely where i've just now they make fun of me clip because i am you on yeah. my own show and i'm like man i just gotta be here i'm just here so i'm not fine you were so into it you did your research you had your guys and now you just show up yeah just and, so uh, i'm not fine there you go oh i did want to go back to the tight end thing super quick uh cw is i uh firmly uh agree i i have adopted a unpopularly on our podcast that you shouldn't take a tight end in the first round but definitely not in the first like 15 picks or 20 picks like all right how y'all, many y'all pick whoever you want i'll take brock bowers next year and be fine with it yeah he's he's an elite tight end it's just a matter of where you want to take him in relation to everybody else who's in the draft first i'm only taking tight ends in the third round all the great ones are always in the third Grant. Grant. 
first. Ooh, he was a first. Was a first. But we traded him. We, yeah, we got him a for a second round. <laughs> John says Carson Wentz is better than Matt Corral. <laughs> well, boogers are better than dingleberries. What are we doing? That's not true. Who cares? What are we talking about? Neither of those true. Why does that matter? Sorry. Um, Anytime I see Carson Wentz, I get to use a word triggered. Carson Wentz isn't better than anybody right now. <laughs> it, nobody. Nobody. All right. Any uh, Panthers news and notes, Tony, that we need to discuss? Ooh, Panthers news. We and... are firmly in the no news is good news season, right? right? right we have... Injuries and arrests happen these next couple months. You just want to avoid those. Right now, I think the, I guess, is just all Bryce Young, just how mentally prepared and he is living up to the bill of all those things and like i just saw a clip today of dan orvlosky talking about how they are now they're beyond impressed with him to the to the tune of that they feel like they can open the playbook up for unlike um having to just consolidate it like you would typically for any rookie is like they think he can handle as much as they can throw at him so i think that's good and and right now, oh, the other is that we had the the Panthers. Not it's not Camp Confidential this year. It's called the Blueprint. And first episode was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. I liked it. It was nice. I mean, it was. I, I wanted more about the coaches. It was all about the coaching staff. But I don't. I think they get to that maybe more in the second episode. I wanted a little Caldwell in there maybe, but a couple of things stuck out to me from that episode. Why would anybody want to see Jim Caldwell? I mean, he is super boring. But he, he is like the most so boring nice. guy ever. Um, a couple of things that did stick out, or actually, the only th- the one thing I want to talk about is that uh, the first game of the Panthers history uh, ever in their league friend or team franchise was on the road in Atlanta. Um, Frank Reich was the quarterback, and Dom Capers was the coach. And the first game of this season is in Atlanta. Frank Reich is the coach, and Dom Capers. Is an advisory coach. I so, love how it all cool yep. full, circle. Full, circle. full circle means we're going undefeated, baby. Let's oh, go. And we uh, marched down the field in that game uh, to score a touchdown down by one, and they go for two in 1996, like way ahead of the curve. It probably had just came uh, been made legal, right? And uh, the right tackle jumped false start then they had to kick it after that and lost in overtime oh there you go a little history lesson for you cw i'm looking at um 2024 nfl mock drafts pick number one Mm -hmm. raiders from arizona and now i got a giant ad okay pick number two cardinals from vegas has that trade already been made no all right. Why are they doing this stuff? Yeah. And All right. So not Cardinals, only is it a, a you can, mock draft, it's a mock draft with trades. What are we doing? You can make a strong case that Arizona could have two of the first three picks because they will have Houston's pick. Wow. Okay. And if Houston and Arizona finish last or second to last and last, now you've got two of the uh, first two picks. So they're probably saying like the Cardinals trade one of their high picks right, and they have right, another one. Right. All right. So Cardinals. Uh, Rams are up there, taking Drake May. Uh, Bears from Carolina. 
I guess so they says, didn't get the memo about the odds for the Bucks this year. This team, yeah, not even a top five. Another pick. Cardinals pick, and then the Bucks at six. There's I, your I, second Cardinals pick. Then that's the Houston pick. Probably. I brought this up to say to see where the Bucks would be. Bucks are not projected to be very high. Seahawks were not projected to be very high last year, so it has happened before. And could Baker Mayfield be this year's Geno Smith? Let's start that. Let's start that conversation. Uh, but bottom line, you don't have a lot of high hopes for your Bucks this year, right? I do not. And, you know, you don't ever want to, you know, the franchise is never going to come out, especially in the NFL. I think it's a lot worse than any other major sports that, you know, how bad tanking is and how to, you know, halfway publicly admit it, even though we know a lot of teams in the NBA and Major League Baseball do it. They really don't like talking about it in the NFL. It's, you know, really uh, frowned upon. So having said that, you are going to see Baker Mayfield start the season, you know, minus barring an injury. And, you know, they're going to go through the season for at least the first half. And when that trade deadline starts to appear, you got a lot of veterans that could actually be beneficial to a lot of playoff teams and contracts that are pretty close of coming up. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how all of these guys are going to play out, but I could see a couple of these guys, particularly some that I don't want to see leave because I think if Caleb Williams came to the Bucks or Drake May, uh, you could see a resurgence, but more than likely they're probably going to unload some salaries and 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 try try to move up into that position. I, I will say that if you look at some of the teams who are going to be in for that Caleb May and Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes, there are a lot of teams who are going to be bad who are on the hook for some quarterbacks. The ones you just mentioned though are say, perfect what are we, examples. What are we doing with Kyler Murray? What are we doing? Kyler Murray, and the only way that happens where Kyler Murray doesn't uh, start for arizona next year is it's through a trade there's no way with the salary cap that they've got right now that they could just take on a quarterback in the first pick and also keep him so that he's either going to have to be moved by somebody who's just a quarterback away and you know wants the type of quarterback that he is you know that's uh you know that's agile and mobile and does all the runs but if you look at the other teams who are not going to be uh, in trouble with drafting a quarterback that early and who are going to be bad. I, I, I talked about this over the offseason with buddies of mine. It's really narrowed down to three teams, and it's Washington, it's Tampa, and it's the Rams. Now, <clears throat> I will add the Raiders into the mix after the Garoppolo uh, fallout. After knowing everything that I know now, when I first started thinking about this, I did not realize what the Garoppolo contract was like. And now that they literally don't have to pay him anything if this injury you know, uh, continues, you can throw, the, obviously, Vegas into the mix. They're obviously going to be bad as well. So you've got really four teams minus uh, Arizona who are going to be bad enough to not worry about having to trade a ton of assets and they're also going to be in that you know upper part of the draft more than likely if if vegas is correct which they usually are about how bad these teams are i just feel like tony you you get this uh washington's going to be too good to be in those sweepstakes but not good enough to do anything of significance nope so, so they're going to be so then you narrow it down to, to nine to 13 yeah. maybe you narrow it down then to vegas arizona the rams and tampa the rams can easily get off the contract for stafford uh, obviously, if they want to hold on to their head coach, you know who's flirted retiring. Are they going to be bad enough to be? They're there? going to be bad. I mean, they're they're in. I mean, they traded a lot of their defensive players away. Okay. They've got one good asset in, and he's about to retire anyway uh, on the defensive line. And then the rest of your offense, you're basically moving it around Cooper Cup. I mean, there's nothing else that they've got. Uh, Why don't and, they trade and, him? Uh, not and, Cooper Cup. Uh, 
uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Well, Donald is so late in probably going to be an eagle career that that he's probably not going to want to go anywhere. Even though he's won a Super Bowl, I think he could ride off he's into flirted, the sunset. Retiring. Is he right. that old? Yeah, he's he he could have easily gone this year. And there were there were when, talks of when him was retiring. He drafted. There were talks of him leaving after after the Super Bowl year. I know he's always said he's that. But That's old for NFL. Okay. Especially he's a tackle. still like the most dominant player in the NFL. Right. Like, why would he? All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll do a fantasy football primer here. We'll uh, look at the rankings, average draft position, and who are some of the new players in different spots uh, that could help or hurt them fantasy-wise in 2023. We'll do that when we return. You want to jump in on the discussion? You can do so on Facebook and YouTube. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Back with you after this. And I still got some good old loving and I got me some boring store. When I get through throwing it on you, you got to call You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. Christie's Pub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Pub. And let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. ECU got a commit today from a two-sport athlete. Nick Slogic, is that how you say his name? Or is it Slogic? Slogic? S-O-S-L-O-G-I-K. Football and baseball star. And he's got pictures of Clark LeClaire and Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in his committed picture. So, could have our first two-way guy in a while. I was about to say, I've never seen, I haven't seen that in my, you know, ECU fandom live. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, Tony Dunn and C.W. Sloan hanging out in studio. Chan Man, Joey here. And uh, Tony's done a good job. Has not pulled a Tony Dunn on the air today where he mixes up a name. But during the break, he did it via text. Uh, Tony told a friend he was going to the Buck this weekend, Chandler, to go see Cooper Cup. <laughs> well, I said Miranda was going to go. Cooper Cup performing at the Buck. And I, what's he going to do? They're going to have a, a jugs machine. And he's just going to catch balls for an hour. And the crowd's going to go, home. yeah, awesome. all right. Toe-tap. Give me another beer. He's, I think he's about to go back on set. He's going to he's gonna drag the two, two toes <laughs> yeah. uh, on the stage. It's going to be great. He meant uh, Cooper Greer. Yes, who sir. will be at Da Buck. Da Buck. Performing this weekend. So that'll be uh going on buccaneer music hall scoreboard sad because nothing's going on right now 
no Man. games no live games That's no college sad. baseball uh we got a, a bit of a lull coming up in the sports world until we get to football but fantasy football fills that void very nicely that's why cw sloan is here cw let's talk about i i like to ask you this every uh this question every year you got the first pick in a redraft who are you taking justin jefferson and it's not close it's <laughs> not a close wow justin um, jefferson and it's not close no he has been the most consistent wide receiver in the last three years or since his rookie year actually uh if you look at the playoffs at the end of the year pretty much all of his games are going to be in dome uh, they're not playing, you know, a, an extremely hard team. I do know that going back to last year, he was a top six, seven pick. A lot of people were disappointed in the playoffs because he did get shut down. I think he had one catch in, in one of the last two games. And so it was disappointing. But you can't really uh, judge that on, you know, on one player when, you know, just so happened one team decided to go all out to stop him. Uh, you know, he, he's the real deal. And um, he, there are just too few red flags for him for him not to succeed I'd, I'd say if there's one thing you could say it's you know he's got an average quarterback but we've seen so many different players of his caliber blow up despite Cousins the fact that they been yeah fine from right. a fantasy right like, that's an average I, not poor but yeah. you know yeah average I, to above average but that's i can't really find anything else yeah. uh, for justin jefferson as far as why he wouldn't succeed barring any injury i think what makes that a good point too is not just about Jeff justin jefferson but what the other field looks like and you don't have the Devontae Adams with their Aaron Rodgers. You got Stefan Diggs, who's older and also going through whatever he's going through. You don't have an argument for those other players potentially that are just as close in the realm of that. So not only is he young and the star and productive, I mean, there's no one else to go with. We, we had this show last Mr. year McCaffrey? around the same time, and Clip asked the same question, and we were talking about the first round. And the thing I always bring up is, you know, you, you may not – uh, win in your first round, but you can certainly lose it. And and when I say that, I say you know if you try to you know reach for the the biggest star that you think is just going to be the number one fantasy guy in the first round, that doesn't always translate as to you winning. You really want to pick a guy that's combined with you know a top tier uh, talent, but also one of the safer and picks. And when you say safe, you look around with the people around him and the schedule and the coach injury and all history, that. injury history, extremely high floor, right? With uh, it's, right. Jefferson, it's right. actually a parallel to the real first round of an nfl draft is right. that you you can't afford to lose the first round you know is that you don't always have to hit the biggest star every time but when you miss on the first round it just sets you back and last year the top three were pretty close to to you know i think this year I, i'm just in if it's a if it's the first pick I, again i'm, I'm going to say this all summer i'm taking jefferson one last year there was this you know what? We could probably take uh, Jefferson at four or three, but Cup and Cup. Jonathan Taylor were the one and the two. And what happened to both of those guys? They both got injured and they both missed a good. But you're not. Gonna, and that you, could happen to Jefferson. It could happen to McCaffrey right. too. Some people were. McCaffrey was that. right there with him. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, you know the injury thing is always going to be there. So you don't you know unless it's a recurring injury like Derrick Henry. That's why he wasn't actually in the consensus top three. 
as we, you know, he was always in that four to 10 range because of some injuries that he had sustained. Well, Jefferson, you know, let's knock on wood here, has never had a an injury that has, you know, derailed him for a good portion of the season. We now know Cup, two of the last four seasons, has had injuries, but he's also been uh, one of the best players in, in fantasy football. So you can go both ways with that. Well, but he's going to get the ball a lot this year. Right. I'm not picking any running backs clip. I'm done with the running backs, man. I want a new rule in our league that lets us flex an extra player to where we can only run one running back i don't want these two running backs anymore. all right uh we do rule suggestions every year and we vote on them are you saying we should be more up to date on modern football yeah can we go five wide where you go one running back and maybe have do we play two or three receivers we play three receivers and a flex with two running backs do i think we have double flex yeah so i want i want to be able to go five wide no running back if we play three receivers, two flex, you can go five. Yeah. Line, but you have to have two running backs in our current rules. Yeah. And I don't want running backs. You I'm want so one tired of drafting these, run, these running backs early and then just Okay, leave well, that's in. your fault. I know. I'm, And that's kind of what I'm getting to is like. Is you want that, me to I, help you out by taking a running back spot out. Basically. Right. But yeah. at the very minimum, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not okay. falling for this crap again where I'm picking too early i'm going wide receiver the guy, the guy who got kamara in the 14th round and won the championship right that. that's what i'm doing CW. i'm picking my running backs deep yeah. now listen to what that. he's saying because when he drafts Bijan robinson in the first round this year we're going to play this tape back okay. so he what i'm looking at at fantasy pros is the number two pick number two running back behind christian mccaffrey why uh, why, and how's this going in the drafts you've been in or seen? Are people picking Robinson that high? Robinson is basically a, a first-round pick borderline second. He, you're seeing him go uh, anywhere from the toward the end of the first round to middle of the second, and it's all about how young he is, his talent, and the amount of volume he's going to get. And when you put all three of those together, Atlanta's not a great team, but they're actually a really good running team. So all of this translates to Bijan being a top – 15 pick but you know for him to do that you have to, you know a lot of people like for tony you have to see it first and so i can understand why people are taking him in the top 15 uh i'm of the belief of there's just too many receivers and and the addition of also travis kelsey in the first 15 picks that i'm not worried about taking Bijan in the first 15 but i would not look down upon anybody who's doing it i don't think he's a a top pick for me and you know if you're talking about a 12 team uh, first rounder but uh, you're gonna see him go somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to 14 in most drafts that's really where he's not this guy range. you're not gonna do it tony nope all right nope i'm not gonna be a boob i'm going after a booby <laughs> sanders in the third or fourth Fair enough. And the biggest uh, case you can make against him, I guess, but, you know, being a rookie really doesn't translate into that argument. But the fact that you have a thousand yard running back that was a rookie last year in Algier, I mean, you oh, normally yeah. don't see a guy get drafted that early who's on a team with a thousand yard running back who's also going to be in the league for the second year. I mean, that was just uh, crazy, but they just couldn't pass on the talent. And so I understand that, but that would be, you know, a really good argument for that. We have seen, you know, two running backs in the back, you know, do really well together. And I I, I don't recall in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years where you had 2000 yard rushing running backs in fantasy. So that's, that's hard to do, but, uh, but yeah, it just depends on how much they decide they're going to give him the ball versus Tyler Algier. I think it's going to be a, you know, one week it's going to be Algier, one week it's going to be Bijan. But the talent is obviously there. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't 
wouldn't have taken him in the top 10 in the draft. All right. You know what? We might table our new faces and new places discussion for next week because I've got a question here and I kind of want to just keep the chat going that we're on. Yeah. Uh, but Jamie, I was going to get to quarterback. So rank your uh, your quarterbacks. And he, Jamie says Hurts, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Lawrence, Jackson, Lamar, if you want to throw them in there. But um, how do you rank those QBs? Uh, I mean, the top four to me are interchangeable. I don't really feel like you can... Um, Hurts, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen? Yeah, it's it's those four, and I think then that's where the, the tier drops. Um, now, some people are going to put Lamar in there knowing that he's got two receivers. He's got Mark Andrews. He's, he's got, got a healthy Mitchell. running back. Uh, he's... What is he? Mitchell. Okay, so that yeah, that pulls him to the top three. No, uh, but I, I do, and and yeah, I think we've all seen that before out of him. So uh, if you wanted to make a case for him to kind of sneak into that tier, but I I don't think I will do that. But uh, I will be happy if any one of those four are on my team. But uh, if you're going by recent history and you're going by the, the the consistency, it's hard not to take Mahomes. I do realize that you know he has maybe fewer weapons than some of the guys we just mentioned. It's crazy. I feel like as it he sounds. keeps getting less and less weapons every year and, and just saying hey can you keep doing this and he's still up there, and he's right. like yeah right i'll do it right and who's their number one receiver uh Kadarius tony right now <laughs> well, i mean that's well, scary well if that was any other an team, actual receiver a guy who catches the I'm ball Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely okay but still if you had if that was any other team and your number one is Kadarius tony you're freaking out right but, sky Moore is your two Right, I mean, yeah, it is, it's, it's it's crazy to think. I only know these guys MBS, because of you, because right. you love these young receivers. MVS is three. I mean, yeah. none of these guys are gonna, you know, on every given week scare you. So uh, you're, you're right. Yeah. How do we feel about a a Ron? Aaron Rodgers, I, I do feel like has a right now his ADP is somewhere in the hundred low hundreds to ninety five uh, range. So you're talking about he's probably not going to be a starter for fantasy if these guys are tripping like he is in a 10 or 12 team in a 10 or 12 team if you have him as your backup uh or if you're playing in best ball and you have him as your qb2 you're absolutely fine wow but you if if you try to gamble by saying okay i'm going to load up on the running backs and receivers and then i'm going to wait and i'm going to draft rogers and he's going to pole vault to a top eight eight quarterback i I just don't see that's what i'm doing i'm doing that to uh targeting these guys so Tony, you're going um, no running backs early, and you're going quarterback late. Yep. You're telling us your strategy. I am. Let's see how it works out for you. It's I'm not saying it's a bad. I mean, I've done that. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. I finally, I finally won a league. I've been in since 1999, uh, and I did that because, and I guess I waited a little bit, but I had Burrow at quarterback. And usually my QB is way worse than even that. Like I wait too long. That's on my thing is I, I wait it every too year. long on the quarterback. Well, you said you just said you're going to do it again. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good though. Okay, but he's at the very bottom of the first round list. Pro Football Focus, uh, when you talk about pass protection last year, which they pretty much have eighty percent of their offensive line ranked the Jets' offensive line at thirty first. So that scares me. <laughs> I'm not that. That's the problem that I have with with. with with the Jets and with Aaron Rodgers. I don't they're going to be in games they weren't in last year and he's going to you know make some good plays, he's going to make some stupid plays, he's going to come back and you know talk to the New York media and say something that's going to get everybody's attention and and you know the drama is going to follow him at the end of the day. I think they've built this team to go let's see if we can get into the playoffs and and you know what that's actually not you know, considering the AFC East when you've got uh, all the talent that's in that division that's really what they need to do at this point so I you know we'll see I, I 
I don't know that that's really going to happen. If you look at, you know, if Miami ends up getting some of these free agents that they're talking about and Buffalo continues to to build their team and everything is all well with with Allen and Diggs, uh, it's going to be hard for the Jets to to crack that uh, that playoff spot. Bills drop off this year. Mm. Okay. Who wins that division? I don't Miami? know if their defense is. I mean, Von Miller, is he going to be the, the guy? Man, is they're old. They're old, they're old on defense right now. They picked now. up Leonard Floyd, uh, uh, you know, another guy that's a little in age. Long in the tooth. tooth. Yeah. Yep. Like Bud, no, Bud Dupree is on like Atlanta or something like that, but they're just old, man. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get another break and we'll come back. Got one more segment to go with C.W. Sloan here on a Friday talking NFL, talking fantasy football. Got our Budweiser giveaway coming up in hour three, which includes a motorboaters hat. The Moorhead City Marlins turn into the motorboaters. And we've got a cool hat for you to go along with that beer. Got that and a lot more coming up later on on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. More to go after this. It tastes like strawberries in that summer feeling. And it sounds just like a song. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back to the show for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 62,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Jamie with a couple of fantasy questions. Tony Dunn, C.W. Sloan here, Chan Man, intern Joey. What round do you draft your second quarterback? Is it worth taking another quarterback in the next three rounds after drafting your first? If I see good names up there, I still do it. If you're doing a redraft, um, and you're, and when I say redraft, I mean the ones that you can kind of interchange, and you actually have to put starting positions in. It depends on the starter that you have, and the and how much you trust that starter. So the four uh, guys that we mentioned earlier. Let's say you take uh, Josh Allen early in your draft. You want to be one of the last guys to take another one. Just don't. Just don't get. Yeah, you've got to fill out your other target. Team. Sam Darnold, dude. Well, you also have to look at when the bye week, because that's really when you're... How many of those weeks are you going to play that guy once? And that's the week that Josh Allen's out. So that that's really how you handcuff it. Yeah, I agree. And and if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. That's just bad luck. But yeah, you don't want to... Unless waste. you're like us and we pick a quarterback really late. And then we're like, you know what? Let's just pick another one so we can just flip them, switch them whenever. Right. Like now, it. yeah, that's a different strategy. And I've done that before where I've got say to, uh, Kirk Cousins late and then I don't know yeah I mean a two, whoever so he, he, what I would do if you're taking a Kirk Cousins to start and Aaron Rodgers that would be a good example yeah. I think I would take somebody who's got a really strong upside and you don't have to burn an early pick so Anthony Richardson would be a great uh, ideal for that oh he's gonna be good this year for I mean just this rushing. year you think he plays yeah I think he's just gonna be running all over the place 
Uh, and Jamie says, what round do you draft your defense? Some leagues have completely gone away from defenses and kickers, but uh, he says, I wait till the last two rounds. Some guys will take a top three defense as early as mid-draft. Never yeah, do that. Defenses are never going to win you anything. And really- However, CW, let me, let me just read this real quick. 2022 mm-hmm. fantasy points. New England Patriots were the tops defense, 186 points. Right. Say you're in a 10. What's the standard league? 10 or 12 these days? Uh, they're both the same. They're equal. 12 is probably, if you're if you're drafting right. on all these websites, it's 12. But they had a lot of 10s. Uh, 70, 60, 70, 69. Nice. More points than the 12th defense. Is that a big enough number to no, matter? No, because you and I, I just talked to you about tight ends on the off the right. air that, you know, the first and second tight end were 100 points away. Um, so then you would have to say 70 basically divided by how many weeks you play, and that's how many more points you're gaining, and it's just not enough for no, you to right. make it. Different. I feel like I end up streaming my defense. I do too. Oh, I love doing right. that. And, yeah. and the other thing about defenses is if you take every position, including kicker, on the entire fantasy roster, it is the most variable. I mean, there you don't know because the, the the season changes so much, and you've got so many different players on a defense, and the schedule is completely different minus your divisional uh, <laughs> foes. So no, it, that, it's really hard to determine that. I made a run last year in that league because I kept having defenses play against Houston, and they kept giving up touchdowns. I had like uh, like a four or five week span where my defense had a touchdown every week because you just stream it against a crappy team. Right, streaming and is is definitely the way to go, and I, and and the way to stream also when you think about that is streaming. By the way, means you pick up a different defense. You got to be looking two weeks ahead. That's what though. that means if right. you're not sure. Yeah, to because make sure. Don't you, be like me and just wait until the last second. Go ahead and get them on your roster. Yeah. Look ahead. Who's bad playing against a, a defense and add them to your roster because you'll have people in your league like cw who have spreadsheets and crap like that and you're like getting up there and you're like oh crap man i gotta get a defense this week and it's saturday yeah and and the other thing i like to look at too on a redraft is just make sure you there are important players who that you know you have to let go due to um do the bye weeks is you don't want to take a kicker and a defense where unless they're going to you pretty much know they're going to get a lot of points because they're playing someone horrible well you got to save some of your roster spaces so you don't want to try to load up at the beginning of the draft where you're like man i've got to let go both of these guys in the same week so just things to think about when you're trying to stay but yeah I, i'm i'm for the streaming of a of a of a defense 100 chad says how do you feel about drafting a quarterback and receiver from the team same team how do you feel about stacking as they call it cw yeah, it when it works it works it's so bro, much fun. but when it fails like it failed for me last year so stacking so let's say you get um you like jefferson his quarterback is cousin but if you get like jamar um jamal chase chase yeah and, and round what four? Or Chase five? is the when Chase is going to be the first pick, first, second, third pick. Right. Ooh, if you maybe have him, he though, goes up there with Justin Jefferson. He, he is. No, he definitely is. But if you have him, you'd feel pretty good about getting Burrow. Yeah, you would have stack. to. That, that's probably a second and a fourth rounder when you're talking about a twelve team. 
Um, so you're burning two of your first four picks on that stack. I, I'm not opposed to stacking. I think stacking where you are going to see a ton of, and you actually have to do it to win on the weekends when you're doing DFS and you're playing uh, teams that, that do that are playing really uh, daily well. Fantasy daily fantasy. And when you're playing tournament for best ball. Weeks 15, 16, and 17, If not only are you, are you stacking quarterbacks and receivers, you're also playing the other team because you're hoping for a very uh, high-scoring game. So this is going to happen a lot. But redraft, you don't have to do it. I'm actually not in favor of it because in, when you're talking about redraft, you really want to get the accumulation of points. And when you're talking about stacking, if you do have a week where they're playing a really good defense and you lose that week, even though you accumulate you know a good amount of points, the wins and losses actually mean a lot more than the total number of points, unlike when you're playing uh, DFS or when you're playing uh, underdog uh, best ball. So that's, there's a little a bit of a dinosaur. difference there. I'm such a dinosaur. Yeah. I don't do any of these things, Clip. Oh, like I don't, these leagues. I, I just don't still run our old... I like it old and traditional. That's kind of the way I, I am. I had a, a buddy of mine in my other draft. I only do two redrafts, and one is uh, with you guys. But he stacked really quickly. He got Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, and he made it to the semifinals. Yeah. That's, you know, then you can come back and say that works. But when you're talking about stacking Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, that's or not always going to translate. Russell Wilson and who Judy. Is the, yeah, Jerry Judy. That one killed yeah. me. Th- those aren't what you're targeting. <laughs> if they, if they happen and they Russ work out. I know, but going into the year, it felt like like the, we love the Broncos. We, as in everybody. And, and they're going to be was, good this year, probably. Right. Russell is going to be good this year. Everybody's going to forget. It's just like Sutton was a bust for me last yeah. year for the most part. The whole part. Denver. Well, Fangio just was not a head coach. I yeah. mean, we can establish that. All right. just uh, We got a couple minutes left. Tony, you said some more dinosaurs. I don't do the like FanDuel, DraftKings, Daily Fantasy. That is super popular. Yeah, probably more popular than traditional fantasy football at this point. Yeah. Uh, CW 100%. loves the best balls, and we'll do a – update on this when you join us throughout the summer how many drafts have you done as we sit here on june 23rd well we started the show last year on june 28th you asked the same question and my answer was zero and i just got back on vacation and i always make sure i don't do any drafts till i come into the show and I get off on my you know first vacation trip with my wife, which we had the best. I, the minute I start, I, I'm You're in trouble. You're part of his life now. So I, can't, I, yeah, I can't do that. So, yeah. That's so, crazy. So zero. He remembers zero. it. Still when zero. is your first best ball draft? Right after the show. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. On the way home. the moment I pick up the phone and just log in. I mean, they've they got a $4 tournament, a best ball tournament right now if I want to join. So, uh, <laughs> but how many, so how many leagues were you in last year? Uh, how many different drafts I was in? I... I in in just the underdog app, I think I was in more like thirty two to thirty five, and then. But again, folks, those are ones where you draft and you don't even have to look at it anymore, right? Because you don't change your lineup, you right. don't make addition subtractions, you just have your team, and each week your top point scores at those positions get points. I was in uh, in DraftKings. I was in about twenty, so probably somewhere in the fifty to sixty range. And the thing is, I'm not playing in a lot of these, and some of them I am. I'm not playing the high stakes. I'll do high stakes in some. I'll do the low numbers in one. And then what I'm trying to do by the end of the season at week 18 or week 17 is just get uh, a really good high number for the how much money I make. And, and I guess the question, this is a personal question, CW, yeah, yeah. but how much did you invest and what was your return on fantasy investments? My my overall number last year was in three digits uh, in terms of how much I invested. So, I mean, I, okay. I was in in the hundreds you invested um, in the hundreds and i probably was right, right around 
50 to 100 i think maybe by the time i started i had a couple 25 dollar tournaments which i won uh first second or third and so you you get money out of that i had one of them i shared with my buddy which was uh 50 and you can win up to i think 500 and we won that not last year but the year before so we split that you know 250 a piece and so those are the ones i'm generally interested in jamie's asking about underdog so this is an app you get it on your underdog phone. is an app it's, yes uh, it's 100 legal 100 yeah. yeah yeah daily fantasy sports or fantasy sports is legal in north carolina soon will sports betting i'm just waiting for that to happen we yeah. were talking about this a year ago and we thought this time around it would be it was here just in the but uh house that in the senate underdog he's talking about you can get it on your phone underdog uh, DraftKings and FanDuel draft are right the three most popular yeah. you can get up there and, and within seconds you pop into a league and you'll and like you said they're very low stakes you can do a two or a four dollar or whatever they have right? as low as 25 cents to be crazy as it says <laughs> you can put a quarter it's like old poker tournaments up Remember to ten thousand poker stars but also be like i'm gonna enter this one dollar and 25 cent tournament yeah. and maybe win a thousand bucks and we are nuts about this stuff we're like super into it that more than the average person probably but it is smart to do some drafts before like your big friend draft in august right september to go ahead and do some mocks do some real drafts on underdog and know some names and just to know that if you i love doing this where all right what if i go running back running back what does my team look like at the end what if i go receiver tight end what is my team so you do a few drafts before your big draft or whatever with your friend your buddies and make only, sure you know what you're doing. The only thing I'll say was if you are doing a best ball and you're using it as practice for your redraft is there don't don't expect to win a lot in the best ball if you're thinking redraft. There is a difference in terms of the mentality of how you draft and it's not entirely the same. You do get to see where some of the players are going in certain places, but it it again, just know your own particular draft if you're doing a redraft and use best ball, It'll, you know, I would I would uh, curtail a little bit paying a little bit more for that because best ball is very specific about how how you draft and what positions and, and the number of players so um but if you really get into the best ball and you get into the drafting my advice would say just do a lot of them because if you know if you're focused you do a really like a hundred dollar best ball and you're just focused on that one team and one guy goes down you're screwed you you're know? diversifying you're diversifying yeah yes yeah so like the quarterbacks i'm going to try to take as many of the top four as i can not just one guy uh, so yeah, diversifying is the way to go there. All right, we're out of time. Don't know if we accomplished anything. CW we as we a teacher is very long-winded, but you did good today. We I feel like we stayed pretty focused. Yeah. All right, good good first show. Tony, free for all Friday. C3 yep. podcast on Tuesday. Anything yep. else? Um no, not really. All right, we'll do a Black Mirror update uh, yeah. at some yeah. point. I've got Tony to watch Black Mirror. Uh CW, you um try to get you on weekly here next week let's go You're next week i'm here you're back all right and uh won't always be friday maybe we can mix it up but yeah it's a pretty good spot today so we'll talk to you all right we'll talk more fantasy football Thanks, uh, throughout the summer with cw sloan we'll do a uh, mock draft one day with uh myself chandler joey and the crew so we'll let's do go. that at some point all right uh, we'll take a break hour three we're giving away a case of budweiser We've got a sweet motorboaters hat, and we got uh, Morgan Aylers when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It's the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town. Sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, I'm looking at it now. There are four series going on this weekend involving a 40-win team versus a 40-plus-win team. Diamondbacks and Giants late tonight. Astros and Dodgers also late tonight. You've got the Rangers and the Yankees, and the other is the Reds and Braves. And I've had uh, several Reds fans talking about this one this week. Kind of a, and yeah, it's still pre-All-Star break and a lot to to go in the Major League Baseball season, but a bit of a litmus test maybe for where the Reds are this year. Ellie De La Cruz homer today. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Braves have one of their young pitchers uh, throwing. So you're going De La Cruz. Let's see. Weaver is on the mound for Luke Weaver. He is a righty. So I want to go. You know what? I'm going to go Money Mike. I'm going to go Mike Har- uh, Michael Harris home run to uh, match your De La Cruz dinger. Okay. So we'll do that same game home run. Uh, Braves and Reds coming up at 640 tonight. Once again, those other series and the O's have a good series this weekend. You can hear right here on Pirate Radio, Mariners and O's, two of the teams kind of similar. Young teams had years of failure and now are seeing uh, Chandler. You having trouble on the phone there, buddy? (laughs) I keep hearing a dial tone. Just hit the seven numbers. Mariners and O's tonight. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. Yankees Rangers are at seven oh five. What are you? What is happening? Uh, we're having a bit of technical difficulty. Why do I keep hearing a dial tone? Hold on, just a second. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I gotta ask you about this. I'm sorry. When you get back. <laughs> back to the mic what is he doing over there (laughs) um have you released line one maybe all right you know what don't worry about it i'm gonna tell him to call us (laughs) if i hear that dial tone one more time (laughs) do we got him yeah okay all right maybe we got we got him all right, I think we got him. Way to go, Chain Man. Way to get him lined Border up. Border to here. blue. <laughs> we got. He's on it, the boat. I was dialing the number, but it wasn't ringing, <laughs> and I turned the uh, live one off. All I heard was the dial tone uh, about seven or eight times there. <laughs> but we got him. We got Morgan Aylers in the boat. Hopefully, he's not mutilated. Morgan, how you doing today, man? Well, when, when you hear you're listening to your your award winning radio show, and you hear people talk about well. We're having trouble dialing the phone. I figured I might as well call you. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate that. Uh, we had our best man on the job. And look, Chandler's filling in for Shirley this week. He's got a lot going on. 
uh but uh did his damnedest there to get morgan and we do have morgan on the show and uh i made a big rock reference and that talked about that early in the week morgan but man uh more controversy at the big rock uh what do you think of the the uh sensation boat and uh what transpired there last weekend you know, it's one of those things that, you know, when you when you enter the tournament, you pay your money, you get a list of rules. And, you know, if they go right by the rules, the fish was disqualified. Although, you know, you still miss, have a fish that's missing 20 pounds of meat and beats you by 140 pounds. So, yeah, yeah. You know, but that is the rule, and they go by it. I just, you know, whether these other fish in the past have been weighed and counted, and they were... Uh, you know, fish that had been mutilated by another fish. I don't know. I just, something like that. The fish comes in, you know, these guys might have fought the fish and got it wrong side, and the shark hit it then. Is that, you know, I, I don't know. And the people I've talked to that are, that have, that actually fished in the tournament and stuff, uh, Morgan, and it's not like sour grapes they're rooting against or for this boat. They're basically saying bad luck, like, uh, not really a, a screw job or anything, just, like an injury in sports or a toe is on the three-point line when you need a three-pointer instead of a two just kind of a, a a rough deal bad luck but the rule is in place and i think even the big rock has has come back and said that yeah you, you're aware of the rules beforehand and it's unfortunate but but this is the deal yeah, and, you know you play by the the rules of the game that you're you're playing most of the time and um Hated for him because it was a three and a half million dollar hmm. uh, fish, and now they're talking about the the fabulous fisherman. It was seven hundred and thirty nine thousand dollars or something that would have gone to the first fish over five hundred, rolling over to next year. And I have talked to some folks that have fished in it, and they're not. I mean, it's in the rules that if they don't catch it, it moves over. But now they're saying, oh, that'll draw more boats into the tournament. Well, there people that fished in it this year's gripe is that um, you've got uh, uh, boats that have fished in it this year that paid their $5,000 to enter that enter that part of the tournament. Next year, they've got to enter the tournament for $5,000, so they've got $10,000 in it. Right. And a boat that didn't fish in it this year is only going to have to pay five. So they're going like, you know, why is that? So that, that's going to be something to, to follow as the, this next year leading up to the Big Rock builds up. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Morgan uh, had Alex Flynn on the show yesterday, Pirate QB, and planning to hook up with Holt uh, next week to talk about his football camp here on Pirate Radio Live. But Alex Flynn, uh, first time I had a chance to talk to him, Morgan, and a great young man, and uh, seems to have a great head on his shoulders, and he is competing for the starting job uh, for ECU football. Mason Garcia also uh, there for East Carolina, trying to get that start against Michigan, and uh, interested to see. I, I it's always a little nerve wracking when you you enter in a new quarterback, and and especially replacing one that had all the production that Holt Naylor's had. But uh, these guys are going to have that job to do. Uh, Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia. I guess bottom line, I was I was impressed with uh, the young man that Alex Flynn is. We'll see what he can do on the field. But as far as a guy goes, uh, he's a pretty solid one to have in the locker room. Alex is a great kid. So is Mason. I shouldn't say kid. Now they've been here four or five years, and uh, you know they great families and just great young men, great representatives of East Carolina. And, um, you know whoever it is uh, gets the call against Michigan on that first game. 
uh, the guy backing him up is going to be right there supporting him and ready to go in case something happens. And uh, that's the kind of relationship they have. Uh, Coach Houston and Coach Kirkpatrick have built a, uh, a really good quarterback room there and, uh, you know, a good culture in that program. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch that battle. I, I think some people are surprised that it's not Mason right out of the gate, um, you know, going into fall camp. But, you know, Alex did everything he had to do this spring to make it a, uh, a competition still. And uh, I think it's Mason's to lose, but it wouldn't shock me to see Alex uh, get in there and, and play quite a bit this year. And Morgan, uh, the plan was, uh, we thought we were going to have both Mason and Alex on at the same time, but Mason uh, down at the Manning Passing Academy, something Holton uh, has experienced. And is, is this uh, a situation like Holton's, uh, Morgan, where Mason is not only – getting some instruction, but also being an instructor, as, as far as you know, is that what he's going through this week? Yeah, they bring all the, the quarterbacks down there, and they, they get to the, the campers that are there during the week. Uh, they they work with the different groups of campers, and uh, the, the college players who get some instruction in, in the evenings, I believe, but during the day, there's all the campers down there, and they get to work with the young men, the young quarterbacks, and there's a lot of big variety in age groups as uh, far as the campers, from elementary school to high school kids, and and uh, it's a it's a really good experience, and hopefully Mason can come out of that a, a better quarterback and uh, with a better understanding of the game. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Been doing our previews, Morgan, and have taught Michigan football, Marshall football, App State, and Gardner Webb football. Already got some previews lined up for next week as we'll continue to go down the schedule and. I don't know. The more I, I do these and we start talking about these teams, and yeah, we're going to highlight a lot of the good and maybe not focus on the bad with the opposing teams' play by play voices. But Michigan is going to be top one or two in the country going into the season. We know all about them. Marshall coming off a nine and four season last year and a bowl win. Charles Huff has them playing good football. App State up and down year had the win at Texas AM, had College Game Day were really good at home. They couldn't win on the road. That was their problem. But ECU is going to Boone and App State. And even Gardner-Webb, Morgan, we're talking about a team that won their conference, won a FCS playoff game. The more we dive into these, the more I say, man, this is – we're playing teams that know how to win and are used to winning. And uh, it's good. it's a challenging non-conference schedule uh, for East Carolina. It, it really is. I mean, the Pirate fans might look at the schedule, you know, first glance. You can look at some of these teams going – we got to beat those. We're going to be. We're going to win this, and we're we're going to go nine and two, or not eight and three, or whatever the case may be. But these teams know how to win. But I will say this: East Carolina has now learned how to win. Yep. Yeah. You know, so that's the big difference over the last, you know, the last couple of years versus the four, five, six years previous. East Carolina has now learned to win, and uh, Coach Houston and the, and the staff has has done a great job recruiting all the positions. And now we've got an offensive line that. Uh, can compete with anybody we play. Uh, defensively, I think we're going to be really dynamic, especially on the backside of the football. I think the defensive line is going to be very, very stout. Uh, you know, so I'm looking forward to watching those guys develop throughout the year. But this is a this is a uh, a team with East Carolina that I think everybody else is looking at too. This is an East Carolina that was on the field four or five years ago. The team that has learned how to win and they've built that culture of winning and. 
Uh, until people continuously knock us off, I'll keep saying these Carolinas have a chance to win every game we play. No doubt. Morgan Ayler's joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. I know we'll talk to Rich Phillips, play-by-play voice of SMU next week, and we're used to the Mustangs uh, after all these years, but going to get to know some new teams, uh, Morgan. Uh, we'll talk some UTSA football next week, some Rice football, and I uh, haven't seen them in a while old conference usa made so uh, i talked to jeff nadu yesterday and kind of focused on the gambling side of it but he said from an odd standpoint and from an on the field standpoint he likes the roadrunners of utsa to come in and do a lot of damage year one here in the american they were uh top 25 for a lot of last year and i think to finish uh, the season last year yeah they played uh really really well you know i believe they're from san antonio if i'm not mistaken is that correct yes uh, uh that would be the sa morgan yes Okay, well, I'm just double-checking where they play, but in that part of the state of Texas, I remember reading something last year on them. They do such a great job recruiting the talent down there. There's the big schools that they come in and try to recruit you know, everybody uh, from the state of Texas, but football is, is king in, in, in Texas, and uh, a lot of, they've done a really good job of coming in and uh, getting some of the guys that might be on the bubble of going to a, a Texas or a Texas A&M or a Texas Tech. Yeah. And those guys can only recruit so many players, and they recruit nationally. So that limits the, the amount of players out of Texas that they can pull in, and they've done a really good job of, of marketing themselves as, as a new up-and-coming Texas football program. And um, you know, Obviously, it showed last year, like you said, they're in the top 25 a lot of the year, and uh, they're preseason top 25 this year in a lot of polls. And uh, Charles Barkley likes to talk about the big women in San Antonio. Apparently, they got some big, uh, big fellas there to put on the football team. Morgan, <laughs> I don't know. That's Charles Barkley's go-to joke every time the Spurs are on TNT. It seems like that's terrible. 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 Uh, speaking of which, NBA draft last night, Hornets going Brandon Miller instead of Scoot Henderson. Talked earlier to Brian North about Terquavion uh, Smith not being drafted. Baby T out of Farmville and NC State and said he was surprised like a lot of folks but we'll get his shot with the 76ers also did an exercise with Brian and I could do the same with you Morgan we went 30 years back to 1993 and I named the lottery and you could tell me where every guy went to college um you know Chris Weber Calvert Chaney just names we watched uh in college and then this year you've got guys from the G League overtime elite couple guys from France it it, it has completely changed over the years uh the where these guys are getting drafted from yeah i was watching uh, some pre-draft stuff the night before on ESPN and uh and again i'm not a huge nba guy anymore i'll be the first one to tell you that but i watch it a little bit and follow it a little bit talking about the brothers that that got picked uh, yeah thompson uh, yeah thompson brothers they play for the overtime elite team and i'm like what is that uh we learned that earlier in the show thanks to we have an intern that's uh in his early 20s that's the only way us old men know what it is and jamie explained that it's explain it again uh joey sorry earlier it's uh it's a pro high school basketball league they only offer spots and contracts to the top high school prospects. Train them up. They have their own individual like classrooms. They actually go to school and stuff. But really, it's just a bunch of training throughout the day. It's like a preparatory school almost, Morgan, uh, where these guys are yeah. playing ball. Three different teams. They play against each other and stuff like that. And then some of the top high school programs across the country as well. So they like fill their schedules. Yeah. There you go. Uh, is it, like, they've been doing this forever overseas with soccer, like youth academies, right? Oh, yeah, Joey so that's why, like, like, 
you can see guys overseas, they grow up in the pros, like, I guess, system, but you don't have to spend a dime. That's the difference between America and the States. So, like, now here it's like, okay, we're going to do that type of concept, but you have to kind of have some sort of status and stature in right yeah morgan Ayler's joining us uh learning new things that's what we do morgan here uh fridays on pirate radio live what uh what you got going on this weekend well tonight i'm actually playing at fish street hardware restaurant and tap nice. from 8 to 11 doing some karaoke out there chandler came out and did some karaoke the other night whoa yes sir tuesday night what'd you sing chan man uh friends in low places by garth brooks how'd he do morgan don't answer he that. Came out, he, came, he came out and sang karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good answer. Good answer. Uh, I did better than that. I know. He, he did a great job. Uh, good stuff. DJ Captain Morgan always has the crowd going, no matter where he is. Check him out at Fifth Street. That'll be fun tonight. Uh, Morgan, good to chat with you, man. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. You have a great one, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Yes, sir. There is DJ Captain Morgan. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We got our man Randolph in the house. In the house. What's up, Randolph? Cowboys fan slash Cowboys hater all at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite Cowboys fans because he'll talk more junk about him than I do at times. Uh, But he dropped us off. What's he got for us there? He's got some nothing bunt cakes. Man. I need to go to break then because I got to grab one of them bad boys. I want a lemon right now. And also, while I take and while I receive, I want to give as well, Chandler. So I want you to cut this music because get that out of my face. We got to open up the booty bag because we have a huge prize. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. We got a case of Budweiser cans, the king of beers. That can be yours. We got lunch for two at Tiebreakers to go with it. And we've got a sweet Moorhead City Motorboaters baseball hat that we're going to give away as well. Come pick this up next week if you are the lucky winner. We'll go caller 8 at 317-1250. 317-1250. Caller 8 is a winner. We'll uh, give you away this prize. We got Mark Greenhelge and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. Brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are on our top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Country Mart, filling you up with great food in your engines with great gasoline. And, by the way, congratulations to Matt Hager, the 
free beer winner for today. So congratulations to Matt. Uh, now back to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Pretty fitty, fitting winning. <laughs> Woo! Who's the Finney Smith guy? <laughs> used to be a maverick i think yeah pretty fitting winner today at least for me and the topic on the show i've been in the same fantasy football league with uh matt hager since 1999 i think and uh got the fantasy juices rolling earlier today with some fantasy talk we'll be doing that throughout the summer here on pirate radio live congratulations to matt on the win thanks again to randolph our our p1 listener and viewer on youtube always tries to get those likes up for us we appreciate it but man he brought some nothing but cakes uh and joey had his first experience and did it live like we put a lot of hype on him i think randolph said they're like crack once you have one it's tough not to go back so a lot of talk a lot of hype did they live up to the hype absolutely yeah not many things do but that did and i'm glad i asked the location because i'll be visiting that man thank you uh randolph no free ads but that was that's fantastic. why no name drop no name yeah, drop, yeah. But no free shout outs so no, some of the boys would say <laughs> <laughs> but maybe one day uh maybe perhaps stay tuned well, uh, more on that perhaps uh later on all right uh let's talk a little golf let's get mark greenhill's golf shop radio show in here and uh greeny welcome to the program how you doing today I'm doing great, Clip. I'm still waiting to win free beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm next in line, right? We always call Greeny after we t- take the callers. You're always right there on the uh, precipice. Uh, one day, right. one day, maybe we'll be sending that to you, Greeny. I uh, really loved the late night golf uh, last weekend. It was kind of frustrating waiting for the leaders to tee off after five o'clock in the afternoon. But when they got going, it was fun to watch. Uh, we've had comments and i'd love to get your take on this uh people said it was a boring u.s open because you didn't have the long chip-ins the long putts things like that but i loved it it it, it, wyndham clark had to grind rory was grinding for every uh, par he could have just couldn't get that birdie on sunday it made for a a fun watch i thought on sunday night what was your take on the latest uh, installment of the u.s open yeah i think the biggest complaint was the golf course didn't seem like it was necessarily a U.S. Open venue. And with the limited amount of fans, you only had 22,000 fans yeah. a day. And it seemed like 80% of them were either corporate or, you know, L.A. Country Club members and their friends. So you didn't have that atmosphere. I think I saw Daniel Rappaport uh, tweet out earlier that uh, yesterday at the Travelers, it was minimally twice the atmosphere and twice the number of fans at on a Thursday at a, you know, Travelers Championship than it was at the U.S. Open. Hmm. I think from that standpoint, a lot of people were kind of disappointed at the entire atmosphere. It just did not seem like a U.S. Open. You didn't, you, I mean, you didn't have a huge set of stands at 18. You didn't have, you know, 15, like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, just full of fans. You just didn't have that. And it kind of just felt almost like, an everyday event so i think that was the biggest complaint the golf course a lot of the players didn't necessarily like it but guess what we get to go back there in 2039 so and experience it all over again hopefully they do something with the fans at that point and make it a little bit different and i don't know what you do to the golf course i mean you had a lot of shots where the balls all funneled into the same spot and you you know you were asking for disaster by having guys end up in divots so just kind of an odd u.s open i mean yeah if you like late night golf it was perfect you know I don't, so uh, I'd rather have it East Coast time. 
Well, uh, okay, some of those complaints you will not be having next year, especially when it comes to the venue, uh, hopefully the fan part of that, and also uh, it'll be on the East Coast because it'll be back at Pinehurst. And uh, Greeny, it's been there several times, and I guess if they keep going back, they like it. So is that a, a more U.S. Open-like venue that uh, that we're used to that we'll see next year? Yeah, well, don't forget the USJ has moved their headquarters to Pinehurst. So Pinehurst is definitely going to be something that you're going to see more often uh, from a U.S. Uh, open perspective, whether it's the men or the women or U.S. amateurs. So you'll see a lot more of that sprinkled in. Uh, again, it's just a, a, another interesting golf course where you get a lot of runoffs. You get the old Donald Ross where I think the last time I played Pinehurst number two, I literally landed the ball on 15 of the greens, and I think I only officially hit eight greens because the ball rolled off somewhere. Uh, so that's what you get at Pinehurst. You, they've gone back to all of the natural areas where it depends on the weather, whether you get thick stuff, whether if it's been dry, you're going to get a lot of dry, wispy stuff and fan blowing everywhere. So um, it really comes down to what the weather looks like. And uh, and they've had one blowout there with Martin Keimer, and they had another good uh, U.S. Open there the first time they had it. So it's, it's an interesting venue that's very weather dictated, but that seems to be what the USGA thrives on is, we're going to put it on the edge, and if it gets too dry, it's going to go over the edge. If it gets too wet, then these guys are going to light it up. So, uh, But Pinehurst is a great venue. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. You mentioned the Travelers earlier and uh, the crowd that have been out there. And uh, I guess uh, part of the reason is the field. I'm looking at the leaderboard and some of these big names. And uh, Keegan Bradley tied at the top um, as we sit here right now at 15 under par. Uh, but Adam Scott, Xander Shoffley, JT, uh, you got uh, a lot of big names here in this event. Fowler, Finau. So uh, is this one of those designated events uh, that you talk about, Greeny? It sure enough is one of those designated events. So that's why you get all these guys. I mean, they've traditionally had a pretty decent field uh, the week after the U.S. Open. A lot of times they used to get a lot of the international players that would stick around. Uh, anybody that came from the European tour you would always see those guys stick around for the extra week. They would generally play the week before the week of the U S open and the week after. So, but this being a designated event, of course we get everybody. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, obviously Keegan Bradley is a new Englander playing in new England. So he'll have some pretty good fan support out there, but Denny McCarthy back at Jack's place uh, a few weeks ago had the heartbreak where he bogeyed the last hole and then lost to Victor Hovland in the playoffs. So nice to see that he's recovered from that and he's back up at the top of the leaderboard let's see if he can pull one out this weekend bar green elge golf shop radio show uh, joining us greeny uh what do you guys guys have on tab for saturday show coming up 8 a.m right here on pirate radio well we're gonna get uh bill bender of the sporting news back on we've got our man rob spellman telling us what great resort and destination he's played at this time and uh we're also going to talk to um about the hornet sale a little nascar stuff and uh, also going to check in with uh, some Myrtle Beach updates, the World Amateur. I'm actually in Myrtle Beach. We'll be broadcasting live from Caledonia down in uh, Myrtle's Inlet tomorrow. So I'm in Myrtle Beach for the weekend. So a little uh, vacation time for me as well. We're going to catch up with our Dad of Honor winner. And then also the uh, KPMG Women's PGA Championship is going on right now. Rose Zhang is trying to go two for two. Uh, she started the day, I think, uh, two shots back. She's currently three shots back playing her back nine. So we'll see if uh, Rose can go two for two in her professional debut. Wow, awesome. All right, good stuff coming up on the Golf Shop Radio Show, pack show for Saturday. Greeny, uh, have a great show. Enjoy your time there at Myrtle Beach, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks. Let's have a good one.
there is mark greenhelch golf shop radio show joining us chandler you uh gonna hit the links Eight fifteen tomorrow morning you're on yes sir all right good deal good deal is this your big tournament no that's coming up next month in the month of july okay. mid july but i'm uh going out there to prepare for it yes sir all right well uh hit them straight and uh, we'll get a report coming up on monday's edition Can we of- get a quick score prediction a score prediction? Yeah, what do you think? For the golf? Hit? Yeah, where are you going to get hit? Well, we're playing Super Bowl. So, okay. I think we can go four under, five under. Hmm. That's the... There's uh, going to be three. See, tomorrow it's me, my member guest partner, and then just another guy. So, there's three of us. So, I might go seven or eight under. Just for right. the three guys, you know. So, we'll, we'll see. We wish you luck. I'll let you know. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we return, I guess we'll dive into our fifth quarter Friday. Yes, please. Well, here are some uh, fifth quarter calls. Please. And uh, that'll be a fun way to wrap up a Friday show. little treat for y'all. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday three, from 3 to 6. And the Bud Light pregame tailgate in U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Man, I am jealous. Jelly? So we do the Players Lounge presented by Delcor here on Pirate Radio. Uh-huh. Talk to guys like my guy, Rajay Harris. Wait, how do you say his name? Well, it's not Raji. It's not up here. <laughs> oh, man, what a tease. Do you have my guy? My guy. Yes, my guy. My guy. My guy. My guy. My guy, Rajay Harris, on the Players Lounge. How about this? How about Shirley is doing one more? She's going next level. She is legitimately in the ECU Players Lounge at the ladies' clinic hanging out with Rajay Harris. Taking pictures with 47 himself. That makes me jealous. That should be me. But it ain't. When, you know what? When are we going to do a men's clinic? Enough with these women, right? Am I right, guys? <laughs> Joey, am I right? Uh, Joey. Crickets. Hey, no comment on three. <laughs> no. We got a hey. thumbs up from Randolph. <laughs> no comment on three. One, two, Chandler. three. No, no comment. comment. Chandler, enough of these women, right? They get everything. You see what he's doing? He's trying to get his canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember, he's a canceler. you got to remember that. <laughs> they call me Clip the Canceler. He's, he's also canceler talking Clip. from a marriage standpoint. Or, you 
uh no that's cool we should have some good pics and videos and some stories uh from shirley and jenny uh monday coming back from the uh, ladies clinic going on right now and i hope uh, they are having a lot of fun hanging out with the boys so uh, good stuff there all right fifth quarter friday good grief we were supposed to do this two hours and 45 minutes ago but we got a little sidetracked folks it happens i'm sorry uh what we've been doing on fridays we've been playing some clips of um wins and also maybe a little negative stuff and some nonsense just to give you a taste of what you can expect this fall let's go back to that great day where scotty montgomery went to two and oh in his ecu career by knocking off nc state let's hear some of those calls after coach mo turned greenville to motown That big calls of the fifth quarter. Owen is up in Tampa. Hey, Cliff. Hey, first of all, congratulations to you for getting your badge of honor and getting blocked by Dave Dorn on Twitter. That's always good. <laughs> um, also, congratulations to Dave Dorn on his uh, lower-level loss. Just another one for him. Um, our Super Bowl, as State loves to say, uh, Dave Dorn's apparently lost more Super Bowls than Jim Kelly, brother. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Let's go to Kyle in LaGrange. What's up, Kyle? Ooh. As the nature boy would say. Uh, let me tell you something, guys. Sounded more like a uh, wounded uh, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of did, but that I ain't. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll start off with what y'all just said about that dirty hit on, uh, on um, I was about to say Carden, on uh, Nelson. I would tell you what, it cost him a touchdown because Summers came in the next play and ran like a pissed off boy. He, he, he got that hit back. For Nelson, he put that in the end zone because he was mad because of what they just did to his buddy Philip Nelson. I don't know if y'all, you know, kind of that ran through your head. I said that just cost y'all six. I'm glad y'all got that nasty hit on Nelson. Let's go to Allen Greenville. Hey, Al. Beautiful game, and the coaching is fantastic. And uh, really enjoyed the game. But I have to make a statement, Troy. I want you to listen to this because I've been wanting to tell you, you're a true pirate. You take a lot of grief on the press box from that rooster neck Billy Weaver demanding to know how many games we can win, and you said eight. Well, I believe the same way you do, Troy. In my heart, I think the Pirates can win every game. May not happen, but I'm going to believe it. So thank you for being a great Pirate, Troy, and let's go get South Carolina. Talk to you later, guys. Let's go to Warren at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Hello, Warren. That's a beautiful day to be a pirate, baby. <laughs> hey, guys, once again, awesome, awesome job. Fire our boys suit up and do battle for us each and every Saturday on the field. I applaud each and every single one of you, from Phil Nelson right on down to the offensive line, the defense, special team sidelines. Awesome job. Every, every single one of you. This game meant so much to the Pirate Nation. Not just the players, but the fans. And, of course, you at the station. This meant so much. So let's go to Kenny in Blunt's Creek. Hey, Kenny. I heard it through the grapevine. We just whooped that whoop pack behind. How you guys doing today, buddy? Soak it in. That's six straight over to ACC. Three straight over to Wolfpack, and they think we're playing up to a level. Ha. Ah, how you like that? Charlie in Long Island, New York. Hey, Charlie. Tell you what, four for four on first down or fourth down. I got a new nickname for Scotty Montgomery. Is that okay if I say it on the rear? Uh, it depends <laughs> on what it is, <laughs> but it's clean. Yeah. It has a Z at the end. There's no, there's no, cur- no cussing, no cursing at all. Scotty, big ball, 
makes all the calls, Montgomery. And let me tell you something. Next week, we're coming for the Gamecocks. And we're going to bring our A game. Because we got Connors and we got Montgomery, baby. Sean is up next in Winterville. Hey, Sean. Awesome to see a coaching staff to go into the end of the fourth quarter and still have all three timeouts left and actually know how to manage a clock down towards the end and run the ball instead of running around like a chicken with a head cut off and taking a knee and then losing the game. So that's my comment. Thanks, guys. Let's go to Jeff in United Arab Emirates. Hello, Jeff. Brother. Brothers, I appreciate you taking my call, man. Yeah, man, I'm calling from Abu Dhabi, man. I have to support my Pirates even overseas, man. I had my timings a little bit off tonight. I thought the game was coming on at 4 o'clock in the morning because I'm an eight-hour time differential. But it turns out the game was at 8 o'clock my time, so I'm going to bed. And then I see that the Pirates have knocked off the pack once again. And it's just, to me, when I listen to all the hype about Dave Dorian and playing up to NC State's level... If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, we've won as many games against the ACC as NC State has over the past two seasons. Let's go to Bryce in L.A. What's up, Bryce? I'm not wearing any pants right now. I can't feel my face. What is going on? This is fantastic. Uh, good, good way to close it out with Bryce in Hollywood there. Uh, boy, we love some Coach Mo um, for a couple weeks before it all went south uh but that was a really fun show east carolina going to two and oh after a win over nc state and good grief we were almost three and uh at south carolina the following week i cannot make fun of those people that were praising them at the time because i was one of those people i was a freshman here at east carolina freshman. and i got a group of my friends to go with me to his coach's show uh, at a restaurant here in town and during one of the commercial breaks i went up to him and said that he brought a lot of swagger and confidence to this program that it was much needed Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. well chandler i'm glad you brought that up because now let's hear when uh what happens when things take a turn for the worse uh this is a famous call from kyle lagrange not the whole call but it uh turned into a, a famous soundbite so let's hear kyle lagrange after a loss uh, when things weren't going so well. When Jeff Comfort was hired here, the first time I heard him in a press conference when he replaced Terry Holland, I said, this is the wrong guy for the job. He has the personality of a wet dish rag. He sucks. Comfort, no, forget Comfort. Cecil, are you listening, Cecil? Make a change. Get rid of Comfort. He sucks. <laughs> are you listening, Cecil? <laughs> there was a time. Cecil, are you listening, Cecil? He's listening, Cecil. The fifth quarter call-in show, nobody even talked about the game that happened anymore. It was about firing everybody, uh, not just on the football sidelines, but at the top. And it was a uh, it was a dark time, uh, faux show. All right, and then um, we've got some great callers, some classic callers. We also have callers who know what we do here at Pirate Radio. We we do the big calls. We make promos. Uh, here's a couple of guys that called in trying to be on a promo, trying to be Pirate Radio famous, and it just didn't work out. Let's go uh, Travis first, Chandler. We got uh, Travis hanging on the line. Uh, Travis, you're up. Hey, hey, this is hey, Travis. How y'all doing? Doing good. All right. Hey, everybody got to stay positive, man. Got to t- turn your frown upside down. I was um, I look around when I'm sitting in the stadium, and um, 
I swung to the left, I swung to the right, and I couldn't hit nobody because there's nobody in the stands. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was the rain. But then I looked on the field, and it was the play. Holy cow, man. But y'all, y'all got to take it easy, man. Y'all got to take it easy. Everybody, I'm, I'm not talking about the studio. I'm talking people on the field. It's the first game. Come on. These are young guys. You got to turn your frown upside down. You got to be positive. Just because that one running back ran up the middle on us a couple times, or maybe three times, you know, these guys, I think they're all competitive. I've seen them out there in the practice and all. I think they're real competitive. So, you know, y'all just need to take it easy. Um, the sky's not falling, no, stuff like that, you know, right? You know what I mean? This is Travis. Uh, yeah, we got you, Travis. You got me. Oh, yeah. your father. Travis. You asked your father to call. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Right, we with right. you. Well, just well, in case I'm just the saying, man, you yeah, turn a frown upside down. Yeah, we heard that because yeah. everybody's everybody's going. Look, look, I took I took a piece of rope and I swung to my left, to the right. And I ain't hitting nobody. Oh, you heard that nobody one too. In, nobody <laughs> in the stands. Right. I was up there. Me and Jeff Comper up there looking at looking at all the Pepsis and stuff, and nobody up there drinking with us. So I had to go by the car and get a Budweiser. All right. Well, Tra- anyway, Travis. This, is, this, is, this is Travis McGee from City Key, and uh, if Troy, Troy D um, would use this as a promo, it would be pretty funny. So I'm signing out. Well, okay. All, all right. right. I don't think he's going to make the big calls, but he'll yeah. be on the sports bar Monday. That's strong. Travis. Uh, <laughs> this is Travis. <laughs> I swung to the left. I had a rope, and swung I swung to, to the right. left, swung to the right. He had his material ready to go, and uh just didn't quite work out that day. But this is Travis. Man. By the way. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> this is Travis. All right. You know when a guy's named Scooby, it's got to be a good call, right? He also was trying to be caller of the week. Let's see how that turned out, um, Chandler. Uh, let's go to Scooby in Farmville next. Hey, Scooby. Hey, it's Scooby and Farmville. I know. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'll just still let you know. Um, hey, one time at band camp, one time at band camp, one time at band camp. There's not, nothing actually wrong with me. I'll just joke around. I wish they would score oh on fourth down. <laughs> huh? Go ahead, Clip- man. What, what, are you, are you, what are you saying? Clippy. <laughs> Clippy, roll with me a little bit. All right. All right, go ahead. No, why can't they score in the end zone in overtime? What? <laughs> what? Why can't they oh, score in the end zone in overtime? I'm trying to be the call of the week. <laughs> you are failing miserably. On. You'll be on the sports bar, yeah, but not on Live at Five. Hey, Clippy, let me let me tell you something. All right. East Carolina is terrible. <laughs> If you didn't already know this, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just messing around. No, I appreciate what y'all doing. Look, I listen to it, and I watch the whole game the whole time. But the team didn't do anything. They had a chance. And they failed all the way down the end zone. All right. I think, I don't know, man. We got to let you go. We got to let you go. Thank you, Scooby, for that. <laughs> My God, Scooby has dude because, good gracious, he was intoxicated I, to I the hope, max. I hope. I hope that was uh, alcohol and just not oh, man. 
him sober and feeling I'm good. I'm trying normal. to make the bill calls. <laughs> he was, I'm You're doing a good to, job, ain't you, Scoob? <laughs> I'm trying to be the call of the week. Uh, no, went, around, went about it the wrong one way. One time at band camp. One what time at band camp. I that? don't know. He said people think it's something wrong with I'm me. just joking. He said, uh, I'm just joking. What's the joke? <laughs> I can't wait for the fifth what quarter. What is Scooby talking about? All right, folks, and this is more of a PSA. When you call into the fifth quarter, be ready to go. You got to be ready. We got a lot of calls. It's a fast-moving show. You got to be ready. Here's Nick in Greenville. 317-1250. Nick in Greenville is up next. Hey, Nick. Nick? Yeah. You're on. Okay, right now? Yes, sir. Uh, well, no, hold on one second. All right, right, right now. now. All yes. right, now you're on. All right. Let me turn this down. Yeah, that's a good idea, Nick. <laughs> you're live. <laughs> yes, sir. You just made the sports bar on Monday. Congratulations. <laughs> Nick was not ready to go. Uh, he was he ready. Said, all right. All right. He said, all right. Am I on? Right now? Right now? And yeah, you're on. Clip Brock doing his best Clip Brock. No, no, not, not, not right now. Right now. You got to be ready to go, folks. Be ready to roll. We're just getting you prepared for what's coming up in September. So looking forward to that. And uh, and all your calls going to be a lot of fun on the fifth quarter in 2023 take our final break we'll come back get ready to wrap it up here on a friday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone and visit PR927FM.com. Let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All righty, wrapping it up here. Good grief. We have gone late every day this week, but uh, we've had some good shows, some fun shows. So uh, we'll keep that rolling next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler, awesome job with Shirley Gone this week. Thank you. Put a lot, You put the team on your back. Yes, and sir. we rode you. And, and I'm uh, sore. You took us to some dubs. Uh, Joey, awesome work, man. Appreciate it. You're doing too good. Now we expect you to do good, so our expectations have risen a level. Sounds good. But uh, I think you're you're the man for the job. Hey, Randolph, thanks for being a live studio audience member. Yes, sir, Randolph! (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate you guys and gals tuning in this week. Kaz says, great stuff, great week. Have a nice weekend. Kaz, you and yours and everybody out there, do the same. We'll see you Monday, 3 o'clock, all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Chan, Joey, the crew, I am Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.